Hey, welcome to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Pebblebrook Cottage Candles. These are my absolute favorite candles in the whole world, and I couldn't be more happy to do an ad for these guys. Ernie comes to my shop and sells me candles all the time, and he started a website, and the website is pebblebrookcottage.com. If you go to his website and you order some candles, use the promo code HIGHNOTE15 to get 15% off your entire order. So basically, these candles, the reason I like them, they smell better. That's the biggest thing. They smell better than any candle I've ever seen. They smell great, and they have every type of scent you can imagine. It's not just a bunch of like tropical fruity flavors. They, they have a variety. Um, you can go kind of pick and choose different scents for how your mood is or whatever, but also, they don't contain, contain all the carcinogens of most of the other candle companies. Uh, they're all natural soy, so they're not going to leave soot on your wall. And I love the fact that I know where my money's going. It's going to Ernie and his wife. It's not going to some big corporation. And I'm getting a better product. And it just feels great to buy them. I, I absolutely love this guy. And I think you should check out their candles. Um, his wife is wonderful at making candles. He's great at selling them. Uh, anyway, again, that is pebblebrookcottage.com. Use the promo code HIGHNOTE15 for 15% off your entire order. And enjoy the show. Okay. Um, hey, uh, today my guest is Garrett Hall. He's a, uh, it is Garrett Hall, right? Yep. I, dude, yep. I called you Garrett Grady for like a week in my head <laughs> because of Grady Growers. Anyway, uh, he grows weed and does tattoos. He's a great tattoo artist and I just sampled some of the weed he grows and that's fucking fantastic too. So if I sound confused, that's why. Um, <laughs> Pretty good stuff. Yeah, it's very good. So um, <clears throat> not that anybody's going to like buy weed through a podcast, but for people out there, you're in Grady County yes. growing, and yeah. then uh, you tattoo in the area too around here. Yes. And people got I mean, do you want to want me to throw the Instagram out there? It's just if Grady want, Growers, right? Yeah, Grady okay, Growers. Grady Growers. So, um, and he's a fucking... Phenomenal tattooer, phenomenal grower, and I'm trying to learn a bunch of shit about weed, so it's going to sound more like a quiz today than anything. It's all right. But um, So what are some things about tattooing and growing weed that you you see that kind of align? Like I, I've noticed since I started growing, even though it's a hobby for me, that there's a lot of things that require patience in both, and there's a lot of trial and error, and everybody has a different method, but that's about it. Yeah. But do you see any other links it, that kind of... The payoff. Yeah, <laughs> the payoff. You know, the obviously with, closer to that Sorry. with with tattooing. You can the, bring that to you. Okay, here we yeah. go. There yeah, you go. go. Yeah. With tattooing, the the payoff is is awesome. You know, with uh, doing rad pieces and having other artists like you admire it and say that it's good and and the customer liking it, the client liking it, and same with with growing. You know, when you start something so small and you grow it all the way until it's full and to your putting it in your pipe it's just gratifying you know you're i don't know i like it yeah like like that's that's one thing i guess i couldn't have worded it that way but the payoff at the end of both is what you're going for yeah like the whole process is really fun and stressful and fucking trial and error everywhere and like i don't know (laughs) if it's been the same for you but both i had a lot of failures in the beginning absolutely Uh, it it took so long with both you know what i mean learning to do and you never master anything you know what i mean you just do your best and same thing with growing you know i just try my best i watch a lot of videos i listen to a lot of other growers what they say i don't do what they say i just listen you know what i mean same with tattooing for me (laughs) right you know yeah if you have 10 different people telling you to fucking do it this way can i cuss i'm sorry yeah yeah you can cuss Um, all you want um 
I, you know, telling you to do it a certain way, then you start doing it all these different ways. Your plant's going to end up dying. Your tattoo's going to end up looking like crap. I'm still listening. Oh, no, you're good. This real quick. I forgot to put that over here. You're good. um, That's how much I care about the wonderful audio quality of this. People are like, why why does it break? Sorry, guys. I had to move a thing. It was getting a little echoey. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't make a huge difference, but it does make a difference. So, um... With the learning to, for me, learning to tattoo and learning to grow, I wish that tattooing and YouTube, I wish YouTube was as good for grow or tattooing as it is for growing. (laughs) And I wish that YouTube was around and actually a big thing like it is now when I started tattooing because I would have, it would have been so helpful. Oh man. Like I was relying on Guy Atchison real fucking hard. (laughs) Yeah. I I would go get tattoos uh, from the shop, a local shop, Mm. and I would just, I'd show up early. And then I would just sit there and watch. I knew everything he had. I, yeah. I've already been tattooed by him. I've already seen what he has and what he, you know, sorry. I didn't no, you're good. Be, no, um, you're good. Uh, you know, I'd seen what he had and I just watched him and watched him. And then I'd ask questions and he was kind of cool. He was an older, um, like a new school artist, kind of mm. traditional style, uh, Huntington Beach, California. And uh, he did this piece for me right here. It, it cost me like twelve hundred dollars. Holy shit! Um, yeah, it looks cool though. <laughs> it was ridiculous, yeah. but I sat right there and got it, and I asked him questions like, "Why do you have?" You know, he used paper towels for grommets. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had grommets, and he, I'm like, "Why do you have paper towels there?" And he's like, "Cause I ain't buying those damn things." Right. You know, like. Well, somebody told me that, and they were like, "I just don't like paying for them." And then I figured out that's just a. An, an excuse to explain it to people quickly because actually paper towels are better than grommets like i started using paper towels at some point and like you can get them to form fit and sometimes you'll have that one armature bar that's slightly different than all your others right and grommets will get bouncy on one or whatever so even though that is just the easiest way to sum it up like uh well it's fucking cheaper yeah it's it, also they're better in my opinion yeah and, i mean it's just an opinion and and i i liked it i used yeah. it you know after i seen him doing it i started using it when i ran out of grommets yeah, you know, I started using <laughs> it. I think that's how and, I started too. Uh, I was like, "Fuck, these are awesome!" And so yeah. I kept kept rocking with him. But he he told me everything. Like he he did all the black work, and then he did all the color, and he was just explaining like why he's doing this. And right. you know, I just took all that information home, grabbed my cousin, told him to take <laughs> off his shirt, and we went to town, and that's where it started. Well, when I started, I was uh, 17, so I wanted to go watch uh, my, I guess you could call him my boss. I was renting a booth to paint at a motorcycle shop right down here, and I was painting motorcycles uh, out of his shop, and he would kind of sell me a job, and then I would give him a percentage. Um, so I said renting a booth, but essentially I'm like, it's kind of like tattooing. I think I gave him 25% of everything, but mm-hmm. I had to pay for the materials, which is fucking ridiculous right, <laughs> when you right. look back at it. Yeah. But he was getting his stomach tattooed, uh, and... I remember tattooing had just got legal here and I was really into the idea of it. Actually, no, I think he had, I think he was having to go to Wichita Falls still. But either way, I went and mentioned it to my dad. I was like, hey, I'm going to go watch Chad get a tattoo. Like, I didn't want to hide it from him, but I didn't want to ask because if I ask, you can tell me no. And I was a teenager. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to go watch Chad get a tattoo. And he goes, I don't want you anywhere near one of those places. And I was like, oh, shit. This is going to be a real hard career to tell him about. And I was like already tattooing illegally when I was 17 and tattooing my buddies. And dude, it was safety wise. I look back at everything I did and I'm like, holy shit, I got lucky. Like all the things that I thought, I mean, I was doing most of it right. Yes. But like I was saran wrapping my bottles and, you know, covering everything. And I think I did a really good job of getting a lot of it. But there's so many little things that I guessed 
and my guesses happen to be correct. And I feel like, like I'm not religious at all, but I feel like somebody was watching over me. Cause it's like, I, I don't know how I didn't fuck some of those things up. Cause you look at all the risk you can like, if you look at somebody that's tattooing oh, at home yeah, right absolutely. now, it's always gross. You, the, the risk is, you know, you're lucky. Yeah. We're all lucky. We're all, you know, anybody, all lucky, anybody you know, that didn't fuck we're it up. All luck. And still in this environment right here, you know, we can control it a little better, but we're still, we can still have the same yeah. kind of shit happen. You know? Yeah, it, and then people just... act like a house is not, like, I remember when people said house tattoos and all that, and, like, I agree with the theory, like, a shop with a fucking real artist in it is obviously better, but you can do a clean tattoo anywhere. Yeah, And, absolutely. like, I, I tattoo at hotels and condos and shit sometimes. You could, and, you, you could go to your house yeah. and tattoo cleanly, and, right. you know. But somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Absolutely not. And there's more soft surfaces. <laughs> absolutely There's, like, not. fucking food everywhere. <laughs> Using the couch, somebody's laying on the couch. Dude, I've, I've seen horror I've pictures. I've done it, too. I've, I'm guilty. I put towels down Dude, and, and had remember... people laying down on my couch <laughs> tattooing them. Uh, when I would come here, uh, before I moved to Oklahoma, when I would fly here, I didn't have a nothing when I first started. So I was using a weight bench. I, hey, would, that works. I would put people on a weight bench and tattoo them there. And then, uh, this lady brought her daughter to get tattooed and I was tattooing out of a house and, um, she had a massage bed. She was like, I have a massage bed. And I was like, do you want to trade? She was like, <laughs> yep. do a tattoo for that. Yep. Yeah. And she went and got it, brought it back. And I tattooed her daughter on it and we called it square right there. And I still have that massage. Oh, that's bed. awesome. <laughs> that, and that's probably before, uh, Amazon prime was an option. Absolutely. Uh, Amazon yeah. prime's the shit. So I'll go to a condo and I'll, I'll order a printer and a massage table that are like 50 and 80 bucks, like super cheap. And I'll make sure I already have deposits that cover that just in case nobody shows. My deposits mm -hmm. will cover that. I'll make it like a vacation thing and I'll just get a way nicer like Airbnb or a way nicer condo than I usually would. Right. Because I have the excuse of, well, I'm going there to, is something smoking? Oh, did you like? Yeah, it might oh, be okay. My, it might I was like, damn, my... it's just lingering. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's my, uh, my oh, vape. No, that's Sorry. Great. No, you're good. Um, but anyway, I'll ship those two things to where I'm going. And then when I get there, all I flew with was, you know, it's fucking enough needles for like five days even mm -hmm. if i'm doing even if i think i'm t doing three tattoos i'll bring enough for like five or six just a little more than i think i need and then uh assortment of random shit i usually don't use needles wise and then just fucking machine power supply cord super basics one bottle mm -hmm. like and then i'll go to the store and buy alcohol and i'll just pour the alcohol out of the bottle into individual containers and shit i have yeah. all these different things i've worked out for this system and <laughs> Uh, looking back, I'm like, why didn't I just fucking do this at my house or at, like I was tattooing at my house, my friend Dalton's house, Dalton, shout out to Dalton Taylor. He gets a lot of credit for my, <laughs> I fucking had like damn near tattoo parties at that dude's house. He would just get people, he would show them his tattoos or dad's tattoos that I'd done and just be like, Hey, you want a tattoo? My buddy just comes over like every day after work. And I was working at a, uh, fast food place. I was working at Wayne's drive-in and then I would go straight from Wayne's home get clean so i didn't smell like fry oil go to dalton's and i tattoo till like two in the fucking morning almost awesome. every day and awesome yeah That's, it was cool dude it, when i it was, first we did it came pretty here, safe too when i came here first started coming here i did the same thing i would take the early flight in so i could tattoo that day mm -hmm. and i would tattoo till two in the morning sleep have my <laughs> next appointment at like 10 mm -hmm. and i give me enough time to get up and and i would i would jam like that for six or seven days straight <laughs> and then i would work till two in the morning and then have to be in 
Oklahoma City at 5 a.m. to get on my plane that's leaving at 6. Fuck. To yeah. fly to Phoenix. But that was always cool. I'd leave Phoenix at 6 a.m. and I'd land there at 6 a.m. Okay, the, yeah, you know, that's and, cool. That's the same with, I think it's Vegas. I fly somewhere a lot that I'll leave about 15 minutes later. I'm there yeah. on the clock. Like yep. my, my watch will say a different time, but my phone will say it's 15 minutes later because yeah, yeah, I have to set my watch at. Time, time traveler, yeah. if you can catch the right winds. Yeah, if you get if you get going real, if you had a nice jet, like a little private jet, like that fucking angry preacher dude that's yelling at everybody all the time. <laughs> if you had that shit, that would be dope. Oh, I, that'd be so awesome. I can't remember his name, but we brought him up on, uh, the other day I did a podcast with uh, our apprentice from the other shop, Bailey. And we were talking about that preacher dude. She brought it up. And then I guess like yesterday, the day before Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan put a podcast out and they were talking about the same dude and Bailey texted me today and she was like, look, we beat him to it. Like you're finally doing something right. I'm like, I'm fucking everything up. This but, That's awesome. um, so what's your favorite thing about growing weed? Like, I'm going to actually ask you questions. Oh, smoking it, smoking it, smoking it, free you know, weed, free weed. Much. Yeah. yeah. Sampling. You know, even yeah. though, even though the, yeah, the sampling, there's the free weed, um, but we majority sell all of the quality nugs mm. and the, the best stuff and keep the shittier stuff for ourselves. Yeah. So, I mean, but don't get us wrong. We do taste the good stuff, but I'd rather, you know. Yeah. Your name's on it and yeah, you're selling it and like you can smoke twice as much as the person that bought it at the dispensary you're selling it to. Right. So, right. Yeah, yeah. I get that. But, but we always take a little bit. Yeah. You need to. For ourselves, you know, that's just so, how it goes. One thing I've, I've experienced a lot <laughs> and like I, I actually asked somebody recently, I was like, Hey, here's some weed. Tell me what you think. Um, and he's like a super stoner. He's growing himself and all that. And he was like, no complaints at all. Looks good. Tastes good. You know, whatever. Except you could probably get a little bit more dense with the nugs. And I'd given him like stuff out of kind of the middle, middle grade from what I had. I didn't want to give him top and, but there's like a huge variety even for one plant. Right. Like the top half of the plant always seems to be more dense. So do you, do you think there's anything to like growing them shorter and maybe a little shorter and faster and getting less weight per plant? You might get a better, more dense nug or no? no? Your light is what makes the absolute difference. He, okay. You know, um, your light is the plant's food. So, right. um, our lights are a thousand dollars every four foot by four foot. Fuck. Yeah. Mine were on Amazon for like 200, 300 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you're okay. LED type shit. Your lights are your most important thing for growing. You know, um, if you have a real strong, intense light that can reach down to those bottom nugs, mm -hmm. they won't be loose crappy you yeah. know what i mean They'll yeah because that's scholars. like the sh like when you were saying that i was thinking well he sells the top <laughs> half and keeps the bottom half yeah no so the the lower stuff that it's not reaching like with a more powerful light i don't have to worry about burning the top as long as i'm you know pretty far away from it like, well it just depends on the light you okay. know if you're using like a, a a ceramic um a ceramic metal halide mm -hmm. or high pressure sodium lights or any kind of uh those are hot. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm using LEDs. Are you, for in a, like, are you in a tent? Yeah, I'm growing in a tent. What size? For uh, four. I I had somebody ask me two days ago. It's four by eight okay. by seven feet tall at the peak, but yeah. it's got that weird roof yeah, arch on it. Um, so it's like the edges are actually probably like five feet. Mm -hmm. So you can't really grow up to seven. You can actually only grow maybe up to four and a half because you're too close to the lights. Um, but it's it's pretty good size. And then I have a grow room that when the plants get too tall. It's a, it's about four by five, but it's full, you know, 10 foot ceiling or nine foot ceiling. It's in my garage. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I moved some plants that were getting too tall into that room, but it's not big enough to house how much I'm trying to grow. Right. So like I, I'm trying to grow them shorter. <laughs> like that, I, I try to work just, within my space. <laughs> that's how it. I mean, you always outgrow your space. You know, you'd never that you can have this whole building right here, and in no time you will have this overgrown yeah you know, the you guys just... i was talking to the other day they they said this is 900 square feet and when we got done with the podcast he was telling me about their grow and i don't remember how many rooms he had but he had multiple rooms just flower rooms i think it was four or five flower rooms yeah that are 800 square feet and i was like that's damn near my whole fucking shop yeah that's for... how big our barn our barn is a, a 20 by 40 Oh, okay. And so, what's that square footage? That's 800 square feet. 20 by 40. I'm bad at math, but that yeah, sounds right. Yeah. yeah. And so we have three different flower rooms in there. And then we have in a separate building on the on the facility, we have another two rooms that are, oh, 30 by 30 total. Yeah. You know, that's you huge. Put them together. <laughs> and, uh, well, no, maybe. That's, that's a pretty good amount of space. 30 by 15. It's, yeah. you know, if you put them both together. It's two smaller rooms. Gotcha. Well, well, one bigger room, one smaller. So, do you room, use so. the smaller ones to start seeds and stuff like that? Yeah, or? the smaller one has our our seedlings that we're gonna start using for mama plants. Yeah, you know, um, and it's got clones that are just rooted that are in there. You know, we only are running uh, forty flowering plants right now. So, till we get more light, you know, the yeah. lights are. You know, what we're doing living soil beds, and they're four foot by eight foot beds. And they take two lights, so you're 2,200 in just that. Yeah, that's not including the soil. Or, yeah, or the plants, and and you know? my buddy Eddie, uh, he he, I don't know if he's like in charge of the grow. He was managing a dispensary for a while, and basically his boss just puts him like he's like, hey, I got this guy's fucking up. Go do that because he's just Eddie's a reliable guy that'll do all these different things and learn as fast as anybody you've ever met. So. Right. I don't know what all parts he has to do with the grow, but I know he was talking about doing, they do living soil and beds, and he was like, all you need is this fucking compost. You don't need to do all this crazy shit you're doing. Because mm -hmm. I'm using Fox Farms, and I'm mixing it up, and it's pretty simple, straightforward, pH it, put, you know, one thing in for a couple weeks, and then add a second one, and then add a third one, and keep growing the nutrients, but nothing crazy. Right. And he was like, you don't even have to do that. All you need is my soil and my tea, and he told me how much they spent on the fucking soil, though. It was like, for me, yeah, for the amount I'm growing, I could afford the soil and it would still be better than buying the weed. But for the amount he's talking about growing, I was like, you need a lot of money to invest in. <laughs> like, that's a yeah. lot. See, that's a lot of these people. That's why, you know, I don't have full capacity is because I didn't want to be in somebody else's pocket. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's I, you another know. thing I wrote mm -hmm. down on here. Sorry. Oh, you're good. <laughs> uh, didn't mean to cut you're you good. off. I'm. I'm like abnormally well rested today and I was riding my brother's razor and getting all muddy earlier. So I'm like in a good mood. So I'm just too fast. But, uh, the, the too many people in your pocket or being in somebody else's pocket shit. I understand there's liability issues and there's the federally illegal problem and all that. But like how many people are involved in your row total? There's, like, well, it's me and one other guy. There's no like helpers or anything. Um, I have a helper. Okay. Yeah. And he's not a paid employee. He, he's not a paid employee he uh he works for he gets free weed and yeah you know, dude i would he, do that too <laughs> uh he's my, actually my brother-in-law that i tattoo with oh okay. and uh, he's been with me since the beginning and he deserves to be you know when we start we could have been making money in our pocket this whole time but we've been putting it all into this facility right you know and you'd be surprised at how <laughs> i mean you know how expensive it is to 
to build remodel things. Yeah. And well, I a, know going into a building like this that was it was a nail or a, a hair salon before, mm -hmm. and it had one wall, yeah. and and I still spent over thirty thirty five thirty six thousand dollars something like that on making it look like this. Yeah. And you're like, where the fuck is that much money? It doesn't. You don't see it because it's just mm -hmm. white walls, and I'm talking just fucking tools I had to get, tons of shiplap, framing out these little things, hardware, like little tiny shit. Yeah. The, the fucking outlets. Mm -hmm. I think I've got a couple hundred dollars worth of outlets because I replaced all the outlets, redid the wiring and a lot of, like not all the wiring, but all the parts that I needed to. Yeah. And um, like hanging lights is really fucking expensive. <laughs> like you would think like, these are like a hundred bucks a piece or something. Actually, I had good lights when I got here, luckily. The, roof, the ceiling was super expensive and it's all these little things Mm -hmm. The thing is you go, okay, that ceiling was super expensive, but you compare it to my hardware and lumber for a place that's not crazy. And if and you don't have the tools, then you got yeah, to buy those too. Yeah, that's, that's another expense on top of yeah. it. You know, like I know right now we're um, remodeling. We just bought a home and um, we're remodeling it. I just, uh, today when, when I text you, I thought, dude, I'm all my, since I'm not scheduled, my days are <laughs> same. Dude, I thought it was Friday today. And I, my wife's like, Hey, when is your, your podcasting? And I said, it's Saturday. And she goes, that's today. And <laughs> this was at, when I text right when I text yeah. you and I was at, at the house and yeah, we just, uh, framed in, a. Uh, we're making a, uh, oh, that's dope. a, a walk-in pantry, you know, it's going to be you know, you'll come in through that archway in this big room. It's pretty. That's really. So you're taking like half a room out to make a pantry out of it and making yeah. one room smaller and then you walk into that. Like. It's the same like pantry on the outside. So you think it's just a small yeah. pantry. But when you open it up, that whole back wall is gone. That'll be cool. And it goes into a five foot by nine foot section that's at the <laughs> tallest peak of the house. So it's like 11 feet tall in the middle of it so it's huge and so it's you could like hidden, you could it's hidden you could put a couple nice gun safes in there I would, well <laughs> i was thinking about because i have a whole room that we can just kind of maneuver yeah so i was gonna drop in some some little hidden things in there <laughs> I've, I've always had an obsession with hidden hidden rooms and pathways and and like uh one time i rented a house for my cousin and i thought my cousin being my cousin i would be able to get away with some shit and my cousin turned out to be an asshole but uh there was already, you know those old school phone cutouts in the wall? It'll be like the old like little square with the tiny shelf. Mm -hmm. So I took the tiny shelf off that and I retrofit a safe into it to where it had barely any room around it. I bought a safe that was almost the exact same size. And then I built like a little door gate type thing. And then I put a, so it already kind of doesn't look like anything. And then I put a painting over it. And in my hallway, you could just go in there and open it up. All my cash, guns, whatever, like little stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then I did another one where I bolted a safe into the framework of the house. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> I cut a hole in the drywall and like I stuffed it in there. And I was like really into it. And I was like, man, I'm bringing the value of this motherfucking house up. I went and redid the back deck, all this shit. And then when we moved out, he was like, why did you leave paint in my tub? I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't leave paint in your tub. There was like a little tiny brown spot from where I had repainted the bathroom. Oh, my god. And he goodness. tried to get me for like, I don't know, like five grand or something because he said the whole house was fucked. Mm -hmm. And I was like, because I redid everything? <laughs> uh, my bad. I didn't mean to make it better. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. safes. I, gave, I left the combination of the safe that was in the wall like with instructions and shit. And I was like, dude, that brings... Like when I stay at a hotel and they have a safe, I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Can't imagine a house that comes with a safe. Right. And especially if you can change the combination on it. Like if you couldn't, it'd make me a little nervous. But it's, 
I love that shit. I love like little sneaky hidden things like anything like yeah. that. So every time somebody says the remodeling part of their house and I see it, I'm like, all right, so you could put a safe right here, but you could fucking put that. That'd be like the little hiding spot. And you could actually put two safes back to back. Like I come up with all this weird <laughs> shit immediately. Um, so before Oklahoma, have you ever grown anything? Like, have you ever done any farming or like illegal shit back in the uh, day or whatever? I've, I've done gardening for yeah. years as just vegetable gardening, you Which know? Is the same thing. It's growing tomatoes. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. You know, I used miracle Grow. you know, oh, as, yeah. uh, and water, and it was nothing like what I'm doing now. <laughs> but, um, you know, even, I, I guess I got a good, good head start, you yeah. know, my on growing weed. And I didn't start that till... Oh, it's been two years. Yeah. You know, um, it's been about two years, I would say. And, uh, you know, a buddy of mine just put me on and he had it all figured out. You know, he knew it. He's a dork like that. He just done a lot of research and he just kind of knew. And we just experimented together. You know, we'd gotten a license to commercial grow and and then he kind of went off on some tangents and some different things and we didn't see eye to eye on certain deals and then he we we just kind of parted ways you know and then i <clears throat> i just kept growing yeah you know, at like, least you learned something out of it though. yeah That's absolutely the, like, i will say like i don't realize how much i'm learning from every time I'm, i've never partnered with anybody i had a guy offer to he wanted me to put in uh a quarter of the money and own half of his shop to kind of help him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, half permanently uh, to give you a quarter of the money. Tattoo shop? Yeah, tattoo okay. shop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds like a pretty fucking fair deal, but I actually feel like we should put a two-year cap on it because I'm not going to do anything after it. So he's like, no, I want you managing it through. You're good at management. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Trust me. I'm not. It looks like that on the outside. I just go, hey, uh, you're hired. Don't fuck up. You're cool. Yeah. And then I just, I, I'm good at, I think I'm good at hiring people um that don't suck and i'm also good at hiring people that suck and then waiting too long to fire them but it's like half half of it's been luck i'm not i'm every, not into managing things every year you get better at it you know you'll get better at it i've learned i've dealt with hiring shitty artists and <laughs> and uh hiring really good artists with shitty ethics yeah you know? and that's and, the other thing it mm-hmm. fucking sucks when when oh, you get the best man. artist ever and they're a piece of shit well, you're you're just <laughs> You know, like especially when they're a really good artist and you're you admire them, yeah. you look up to them in a way, yeah. like you you respect them, you kind of admire them, and then they turn out to be just shit people, you know. And it's like, man, you know, or even not not even that, maybe just an an, an equal across the board artist with you know yourself, myself, yeah. um, and they just come to you with bullshit that you wouldn't think that you know, like dude, I don't care that you're 30 minutes late. Like, right. just get here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to hear every day, like, why you're late. <laughs> like, Yeah, you know? and, and the people that are late every day are fucking crazy, too. It's like, you're 30 minutes late precisely every day? Why don't you just fucking wake up 30 minutes earlier and do the same exact <laughs> it, shit you it did? It don't matter. It don't, yeah. you know, they're just, that's just in the, in the person. Yeah. You know what I mean? There ain't no adjusting that I've learned. Yeah. I've only know? had one, like you described where it was like, I really admired their work and I thought they were really cool. And I'd worked with them for like a week or two mm-hmm. on a guest spot and then hired them and I, little quirks, you know, little strange things, but seemed great. And then after a couple months, you're like, Oh fuck, I hired a monster. Man. And it's kind of too late. Drama, <laughs> you know, like, is this guy seriously yelling at his client right now? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 
you know, like, oh man, I, it would, you, you mentioned it earlier about artists that, you know, could sit there and complain about not having any work to do and not having any money or whatever, and then something will come in and they'll talk them out of getting Right. It, you know? And not talk them out of it in the sense of like, hey, instead of your hand since you're 19, let's move it up. Right. Like, totally just, I don't feel like doing a tattoo right yeah, now. No, and then like, you ask them what happened. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I just didn't, I wasn't feeling it. Yeah, you're like, like dude, what the, what the? do that when you have extra money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you don't, don't be in business. Don't even be at the shop if you're going to do that. Yeah, it's you know real weird. Saying? And see... Where where I came from, that's not how it was, and I I haven't worked in a tattoo shop, like a street shop, in a street shop yeah. like that in a long time, you know, and uh, so and I've heard it's like that now. It's it's more of a artist, um, um, what's in, entitlement, you know? What yeah, I'm there's saying? a they, level of that, but I mean, it's like you get people that have only been tattooing for a year. Yeah. You know, and they're like, well, I'm only doing this kind of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's real like, bad. That's, you know, that's across the board. Yeah, everywhere. You know, you can't fucking do that. Right. You know, if you want to evolve being that good of an artist, you need to learn how to do this shit. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I've been lucky with my current crew. Like right now I've worked with a few people like that, but the thing is like, I've been tattooing. I didn't realize until I thought I'd been tattooing like 11 years until my 13th tattoo anniversary. And then I texted my wife. I was like, Hey, it's Friday the 13th. And it's my anniversary. That's fucking crazy. And she goes, oh, wait, and it's 13 years, right? And I was like, no, like 11, I think. And I've been saying 11 for like fucking six months. <laughs> but the point is, like, I still feel like I have to do, okay, I'm mostly 99% black and gray. Like, I try to turn everything down that's not, you know, on an arm comfortable for me because my back or like leg or whatever and not black and gray. Almost everything. Mm-hmm. Once a month, I'll do something I'm not comfortable with to step out of my box and the only reason I feel okay about that is because I pass it off to the artists that work with me. Right. And we have people that'll take those. Like Megan, my apprentice, does fucking crazy cool like color, weird pop art type shit that honestly, I think if she designed it for me and I tattooed it, she'd still fucking tattoo it better just because it just doesn't <laughs> register style. in my head. Yeah. It's style. It's a style yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And is. on a technical level, she does a really good job, uh, especially for me. And like take out the fact that she's been tattooing like a year or less. She's still doing a phenomenal job. It looks like she's been tattooing 20 years. But we have a thing where if somebody walks in and nobody wants to do it, Megan's going to do it and she's going to get that money. (laughs) Or if Megan's been tattooing her ass off all day and nobody wants to do it, I'll be like, you guys really don't want this? Are you sure? And I'll be like, fuck yeah, I get to tattoo mom on a wrist again. (laughs) And it doesn't really like it's those usually don't walk out. The only reason they do is everybody that I'm working with is so fucking busy. We really just can't get to it. And that person isn't in a hurry. Like they're in a hurry. They're not willing to wait. Yeah. Um, but I've worked with some people that like, you know, like you said, a year or two in, look at it, shit, it walks in there. And again, if you don't bitch about your money and then you turn shit down, I don't really care. Like right. from a person, I do kind of as the owner, right. like, what? don't let it walk out, but yeah, absolutely. like, let me do it at do, least. Yeah. Do not let it walk yeah. out. You know, yeah, that let was, me do it. <laughs> you know, I'll take it. <laughs> I also worked with this guy one time. Fuck, this used to piss me off so bad. Well, it didn't piss me off, but it kind of did. Cause he would. He would do it, I think, knowingly, but then play it like, oh, man, I didn't even think about it, you know? And yeah. it's like, motherfucker, it's like the fifth time you've done this to me where someone will come in to look for me for a tattoo, and I'll be like, well, I can't do it today. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, and I go, but I think, you know, Jared might be able to do it today if you want to go ask him, and they'll go over, and he'll set him up an appointment for, like, two weeks down the road. Right. And I'm like, yeah. bro, I could have done that. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I could have done it two weeks from now. I had, I had the opposite <laughs> happen once. But this is this is while I own the shop, which was real weird because I didn't know how to handle it. 
So I actually, uh, I took some time away from the shop to clear my head so I wasn't being emotional about it. On my day off, uh, a, a guy that was working for me at the time, who is since not working for me, and uh, pretty much everybody that knows me knows who the fuck I'm talking about, but <laughs> he, uh, he would do this to the other artist, and I didn't know the extent of it. Like Somebody told me, like, hey, he keeps fucking telling people I can tattoo him tomorrow at noon, and I'm not here tomorrow at noon. I'm actually fucking, I ha- or I have an appointment, and he's double booking me. He's, he's promising shit I can't deliver right. for me. He did it to me one time, and he was like, hey, I told this guy you could come in and tattoo him at 7.30 tonight on a Sunday, my day off, on a Sunday, 7.30 p.m. It's like 4 right now. And he goes, I told him you could come in at 7 and do it for 300 bucks." And I was like, okay, usually I would charge 6 yeah. A. B, why the fuck are you proud of yourself for this yeah, shit? Yeah, right. So I was like, you already told the guy? Can you tell him that I can't make it? And he's like, actually, I told him, and he's already gone. I was like, well, give me his fucking contact info. He's like, I didn't get contact info. I was like, I can't tell this guy that I can't show up. My name's on the fucking shop. And you told him I'll be there at 7.30? And I, I think it was something like this. It turned into, I, that was on the phone. We got off the phone, and I was like, hey, if you ever do that again, like in text, mm-hmm. so that it's written down so we can go over it. Like, right. if you ever do that again, we're going to have serious problems. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. And I don't remember the exact wording I used, but I was like, like, I appreciate you trying to make me money, but like, fuck that, dude. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. And it's, I feel like if I did that to my apprentice, it would be fucked up. You know what I mean? If you do that to to anybody. 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 So, but I'm saying you reverse the roles. You're doing this to your boss, the owner, and a guy that is, is already busy all the time. And it's like anybody that works with me knows like now I'm actually not that busy. I work four days a week, uh, book one, sometimes two appointments, usually book one at noon. It's pretty big. And uh, I do a podcast, usually on Wednesday nights, but right now, like I was telling you earlier, when I confused you saying I try to hide the fact that I'm doing tattoos for my kids. <laughs> like, yeah, if I, I was, I was like, like, if it, gets, if it gets so bad I got a tattoo <laughs> illegally or some shit, I will, but I have to hide it. But <laughs> right now, it's like, it's it's kind of like, I feel like we're about to go back to the underground. Like, like we're going to have to, I mean, do you think the whole tattoo world, if if the governor of every state says you can't tattoo until August 20th, you think we're all listening? Like, I feel like at some point oh, we're going to fucking give up. Yeah. August, I'm saying oh, months. Yeah. No, it'll be, it'll go back to underground. Right. That's you what know? I'm saying. It'll, it's going to go back to underground because it'll, it's not going to be the, the law that's coming in here to shut you down. You know what I'm, unless yeah. you have a fucking parking lot full of cars and you got a party <laughs> in here. Right. But if it's just you, um, you know, you would even have to be careful with, you know, just work opposite shifts of your artists. Right. You know what I mean? And and make coordinate with tattoos. Yeah, and you, you know? just become an underground version. Or, you take you the know? sign off and pretend it's a fucking. Uh, yeah. You black. It's it ain't gonna be much to black out them right. windows. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, and you know, you it could easily be done. You right. Know? And, and, and that's uh, like, and I'm saying it on a podcast right now, so people will be like, "Are you tattooing?" No, I'm not tattooing you yet. I'm just saying <laughs> these motherfuckers. Will, I'll have a an inbox just filled with DMs tomorrow. People yeah. will be like, "So you, just, you said you're doing it?" Yeah, no, yeah. Sh- no, just, I didn't say that. <laughs> you just can't bring your friends, you know. And there's no bringing five people right. to get a five minute tattoo. See, and the you thing know? is, what the day they shut it down, I actually talked to my dentist that morning. I went to, and that's the funny thing. I was at my dentist, and I was like, "So you're seeing like a hundred people today?" And he's like, "Yeah, but we're, we got to step back." We have uh, measures that the the federal government already recommended, and right now there's no rules. So what we're doing is going to cleanings and emergencies only, uh, and now we're down to emergencies only. And I was like, why cleanings? Like, just skip Mm -hmm. clean. That's, like, elective. (laughs) But my my dentist is fucking smart. So I was like, hey, what do you think I should do? Here's my schedule now. 
I work four days a week. Usually I tattoo one person and I, my assistant sends them shit that says like only bring one person. Uh, you can bring a friend, but I was like, what if we change that to no friends? And then I send a message to everybody I have scheduled. And I say, if you're comfortable with it, we'll still proceed. If you're not comfortable with it, I can either refund your deposit at no charge or we will postpone it till this COVID shit's over. Yeah. And he was like, dude, that's a perfect idea. You would be doing more to help than any of the things the mayor's going to put in order. And then my wife was telling me like four hours later that they had passed whatever emergency bill. And then my dentist actually texted me, which I sound like a nerd. I was so excited. I was like, he texted me? He remembered me? But he texted me and was like, hey, uh, this answers our conversation earlier. You don't have to do any of that shit. And I was like, damn, you're right. And yeah, the, the fucking mayor just said we can't tattoo at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, no hair salons, no any of that. But we still have drive throughs yeah. And I'm like, I understand that some people are just eating. And I'm, I, we went to Sonic for dinner today. It's mm-hmm. like, I get it. It's wacky packs of two bucks, bitch. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah no, no. It, it's just but, we're non-essential. Right. You but know? I mean, it's the, we're also non-high risk. Like a, a I, fast food establishment hey, with a drive through is super I high risk. I guarantee you my booth is cleaner than any fucking Walmart shopping cart. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, because of the chemicals we use to sanitize, yeah. if you look at the back of our, you know, I don't know if you use Matticide or Cavicide or what, but it says coronavirus on, yeah. you know, I don't know if that and one does. And this but. one, I don't know if it does, but I've been using this and some other shit on on the mics. Mm-hmm. I'm using it on the mic. I'm even using it. I didn't know I could do it on this because it's like pantyhose. But I'm doing it. I'm cleaning the whole fucking thing, computer, yeah. anything oh, you're yeah. touching, just in case. Because we're doing a podcast. Right. But the point is, I'm putting you just as much at risk doing a podcast with you as if I tattooed you. So, I mean, I could put a mask on if I tattooed you. That'd be a- the difference. Absolutely. You know, but we're also, like with me, the only reason I haven't done anything is my mom lives with me and mm-hmm. she just completed uh, breast cancer treatment. Oh, yeah. You definitely want to stay with me. And, and so it's like, I don't. You know, I'm not hurting for money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So right this time, you know, yeah. so it's uh, uh, I'm l- fortunate. Yeah, you know, I'm fortunate. Yeah, a lot in that of aspect. a lot of tattooers are fucking struggling. Yeah, and you absolutely. have two sources of income, so you know, absolutely. And I'm not like balling at all, but I could definitely use my tattoo income back. I yeah. just, uh, I just, am, you know, I'm fortunate so I can take this time off. Yeah. I don't want to put her at risk. Right, you know, be- and and those stimulus checks, like if that actually works out, I know that's not a lot of money, but everybody's bitching about it going twelve hundred. It's like it's better than nothing. It's a you week. Know, but I wonder like- how that works if you don't pay taxes. <laughs> I don't no, know. No, well, I pay taxes, but right. you know what I'm saying. If you don't, it, yeah. If, if, yeah it, there's a lot of people out there that are self-employed that don't pay taxes. Yeah. No, I know two artists, ton especially of tattooers and barbers that aren't getting a stimulus check. Yeah, you know, and what's crazy is. Uh, Damn, if they, we got a storm and a siren. <laughs> yeah, no. If 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 they would just you know have somebody in their corner that was tax savvy that could you know put them direct. Hey, man, if you claim the bare minimum, I can get you this yeah, much back. The you thing know? with the the tattooers, like I always like the idea of trying to be super pirate about it, but the fact is, like now everybody wants to somehow pay with a card, and we're gonna have to give up on that old thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Like we have an ATM here, we have an ATM at the other shop. We're definitely cash only establishment. Yeah. And but I get my deposits through Pocket Suite. So if nothing else, the fucking oh, IRS yeah, would know yeah. I'm getting a it's like it's like Square. Yeah. yeah. But I'm I getting use a PayPal. So yeah, yeah. Same, same thing. thing. So I'm getting a payment every fucking day. Yeah. 
for my deposits 180 so it's like i can't pretend i'm not making anything right so i'm just kind of you know i kind of gave up a lot like not completely but <laughs> I, I just kind of go with what i run through my bank account mm-hmm. you know what i mean at the end of the year like I'll, how we're saying this on a podcast <laughs> yeah right hey you, educational if his name's tech, actually garrett how yeah h-a-l-e-e uh-huh. two e's i guess that wouldn't be a bad thing to talk about <laughs> my bad <laughs> now nah, you're good but no the thing is like cash cash businesses that's how it is yeah like, and, i've always been in cash shops you yeah know? Mm-hmm. and everywhere i've worked there's been a guy there's every shop you're ever at there's a guy that's fucking going for it that's not paying shit he doesn't put anything in the bank he pays cash for his like i used to work with a guy and he was like all right, dude, uh, this Monday I got a hell of a day in front of me. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I got to go pay my bills. And I'm like, how is that a day? He's like, it takes him like a fucking day to pay his bills. He's got to go to the water place in person, pay cash, get a receipt, drop it in there. He's got to go to Dallas and buy his fucking supplies in person. I was like, oh, I can man. buy you. Like, it was, yeah, he horrible. had a, it was crazy. I mean, it was probably Arlington or wherever, wherever, uh, ult, not ultimate. What is it? There's one that's in Texas crazy. that's a big one, though. I, I wonder I, if that's that. You think that rain's gonna show up on the recording pretty bad? I can hear. Is it, it raining? Yeah, it's like storming. Like that's what that sound is. Oh snap! <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, my wife did say that it was gonna be storming. Be Dude, careful. earlier we were riding my brother's razor and it started hailing, and I had my my little. Uh, oh no! Oh, it was a six-year-old that time. My six-year-old in the front seat and my nine-year-old in the back. And I, like, just took my hoodie off and was like, put this over your fucking face. And we're just going for it anyway. And my dad's like, you're crazy. About two minutes later, I had to turn it around. Like, we were getting pegged in the face with hell. And then an hour later, everything was clear, and we went mudding. And yeah. then my brother was like, dude, I just bought this thing. What yeah, you- <laughs> o- Oklahoma, it's crazy. You know, the, It's fun. It, yeah, it's def- I love yeah. Oklahoma, man. I really do. That was one thing. I was talking to the guy the other day. Um, which the questions I asked you ahead of time to ask him, uh-huh. I got one of them out. That motherfucker had all kinds of shit to say, and uh-huh. I didn't have to ask him any questions. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I was trying to, I was like, I got a list, man. But uh, I was talking about the risk of outdoor. You had some outdoor plants, right? Are you yes. guys all indoor now, or are you still doing some outdoor? We're going to do some outdoor because we were fortunate enough, and I have a good buddy of mine. He's fucking awesome, and he's uh, Gravity Extracts is his uh instagram i've seen him on instagram yeah and, i don't know who it is and um yeah he's a buddy of mine his name's wayman he's he's awesome dude uh but he told me that um worked me a pretty good deal if i can grow a bunch for him you know we can work something out and he'll get it off our hands at the end of the season process it you know yeah. hopefully turn into something pretty good it was uh you know i don't know if it's if this is the deal with everybody, but it's like a half and half deal. Yeah. So, no, I've heard that know. with processing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of my buddies works for a processor. Um, he just kind of like sells and delivers like uh, on the side. Yeah. But they, it's the smartest thing ever because it, it makes taxes way fucking easier if you're doing any kind of weird or like any kind of accounting with money. Yeah. It, there's not much cash flow. Mm-hmm. It's you give me a pound and I will extract from a half a pound and then I'll take the other half the pound and I'll extract and I'll sell it in the form of cartridges or wax or whatever. Um, and they do their own extraction and, and keep that half for themselves. And I was like, that's fucking genius. And I think that's pretty standard across the board. I was asking. Yeah, most you know, he, that, so. It was, you know, you will, we'll process it and we'll give you half of yeah. whatever you process. It, you <clears> can <throat> either just take it as is you know on the paper like however you want it or it will will bottle it up for you you know what i mean yeah you can put it in your own 
packaging and sell it however you yeah. would like you know they gave me a few different options but um he's a homie and i just said dude we'll just squash it all and we'll just half the profits yeah i don't want that well, i don't have to do i'll anything. just give it to him i'll just half give the it to him and let it you go. know I like and that. he's like you know we'll you know we'll we'll go through it and i'll tell you how much is there and after it's processed we'll tell you what's there and then yeah. we'll take that and split it in half so in a situation like that if you didn't know the guy, the half and half thing, like I'd from never, your side, that's, I'd never do it. Okay, it you know, sounds fair to me, but I don't know. It's it also sounds the like only how much money I'm, do you make off the wax? The only reason I'm doing it is for my love of growing. Okay, you know what I mean. I have enough time, and I love outdoor. Like yeah. even though it doesn't come off and look as badass as indoor does, yeah, I still love growing. You know, and I love growing them big fucking yeah. plants. Well, every time I get seeds from Expert Seeds, I look at the the thing where it says the yields, and when it says the outdoor numbers, I'm like, holy fuck. Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> I grew some Expert Seeds outside, and they got big. But, see, I've learned Expert Seeds is a little, um, they're, they're a little, no, I don't hate to, I'd hate to, to diss them because they're an awesome seed company. Right. Yeah, they no, really are. But, I'm, I'm happy with them. You know, I've always, out of 10 seeds, three of them are going to be weird. Yeah, you know, and it's just genetics these days. They've been crossed over so much, so many times that they just—you'll have—you gotta look at it like brothers and sisters. You take three seeds, you plant all three of them, and they grow. They're all three gonna be different. Yeah, you have different types. For you sure. know, yeah, and it's the same pheno, the same mom, dad, and everything. It just, you know, yeah. they're, they're different, and so that's how I've noticed a lot with their feminized seeds are, and and I've just recently. Um, Damn, that's going to show yep, up. That's cool. <laughs> Sorry about uh, this storm, guys. Welcome to Oklahoma, motherfuckers. Right. People are listening like, there's always a siren. There's fucking storms. <laughs> oh, do you know Joe Exotic? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Uh, no, I met uh, him, though. My wife's <laughs> mom used to work at that zoo back oh, in the day. Real? This was back in the in the mid-90s. She worked out there. That's, yeah. That's so scary. <laughs> but uh, That place was fucking creepy when I went last time. Like, yeah. It's been a I've while. I've never but, been there. Oh, yeah. No. It looks exactly like... The guy that, that that still works there with the scraggly blonde hair that's talking, it looks like his mouth. Oh, the whole place oh, looks fuck. like his mouth made it somehow. <laughs> I was like, the whole time I was there, I was like, methamphetamine. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of meth. Definitely. I think he, the thing they were talking about, how little he pays his employees, I think he pays them in meth. I think mm-hmm. he, this is just my theory. You guys take it wherever you want. Giant meth kingpin still has an operation outside. He's in prison, not giving a fuck because this was all a distraction. <laughs> yeah. And he pays these motherfuckers in math. He's even more famous now than he ever was. Yeah. You know. I wonder what that's going to sound like in post. Because, like, how bad that is. it's pretty bad, dude. Um, like, it's not. Uh, no, I can definitely hear that on my headphones. Yeah, I can hear it, too. It right feels like it's, it sounds like it's ripping my fucking roof off. Oh, yeah, it's right over top of us oh, right now. Oh, boy. Sorry, guys. This is the absolute worst background noise I've ever had. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and go for it. I mean, worst case, they're experiencing what we're experiencing, right? Yeah, so, yeah. If it sounds absolutely horrible, I'll still post it, and we'll just do another one in a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm down with um, it. But anyway, like with the three different, you'll get three different ones from... The thing yeah, I liked the, about them, is it standard for when you order 10 seeds for them to send you 15? Is that what most companies do, just dude, in case one doesn't no, pop? They, they always... Like, and they don't ever advertise, like, what kind of specials they have. They'll, they'll just send you all kinds of different seeds, you know? Yeah. And it's it's kind of crazy how I got linked up with them. You know, I was growing their stuff. A video I watched on um, on YouTube, the guy grew 
their strain of stuff. So I looked online and I ordered from them because it was easy. Like yeah. you said, you know, did they ship yeah, it right to your house? Yeah, yeah, and you can use your debit card. No Bitcoin or is it all? Crazy? I'm just looking at the. So if we're both quiet, <clears throat> it's showing a pretty, pretty prominent wiggle there. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna show up. It's gonna sound like it sounds like does at least. Yeah. But. It's Damn, fine. that is crazy. I mean, I've never really taken a break. We've had the cops show up two or three times while I'm doing this. and uh, They just show up or They what? just show up. They just show up and they, bang on the is door. That, is that Lawton? Yeah. Is the door locked? Yeah. Okay. They just show up and bang on the door, and if it's not cops, I ignore it. And if it is cops, I let them knock twice. Yeah. But uh, last time it was, like, one of my clients. He's cool. He just came up here, and he was like, hey, the alarm went off next door, and I knocked once and peeked in. And figured you were doing a podcast. And I was like, nah, it's cool, man. I'm already out here. But the guys I was doing it with, they're from out of state. And they were like, man, we got out of state license plates. We just moved here. I don't know the rules. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble. And, like, we're involved in a giant cannabis operation. So we try to stay the fuck away from the cops. So can you please go talk to them? I was like, I got you. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll, I'll talk to them. I'll pretend that you're just my, my buddies. Um, but, no, I just told them what we were doing. And it was it turned out to be a cop I knew. But otherwise, it was like, why the fuck can't I just have privacy in my own shop? Right. It's just probably because... Like it, do. Does it not sound like it's ripping the fucking Dude, roof off up there? It sounds like it's a damn tornado out I there. I think it's worth checking on. You want to go take a look out the window? Mid-pod? Hey, uh, so we're having a fucking crazy hailstorm here, but we waited for it to pass over. We've yeah. been talking about auto flowers versus photo seeds, which yeah. is not on the tattoo subject at all. No, it's all right. We just talk. Just talk about it. But yeah, the, you know, and what, what you were talking about earlier too, how a lot of commercial growers um, grow from... Uh, you know, it might be a little crooked. Oh, no, no, it's cool. <laughs> this will work. They've been in there for, they've been sitting in my, uh, I have like a little hiding spot for this kind of thing. Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> they've been sitting in there for like two months, three months. This is yours? Your uh, stuff? probably. Tastes pretty good. What is there? You know, it really doesn't, yeah, ma- you know. I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, like a Blue Dream or something that yeah, I had in there. It doesn't taste bad. It's either Blue Dream or Holly Quinn. It's something I grew, I think. I like I think. it. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, yeah, you know, growers, when you're doing, commercial growers, when you're doing that many plants, it's just cheaper to work off clones. Yeah. You know, you can you can produce, you know, that, as a commercial grower, that's what your intention is, is to just produce and turn, produce right. and turn, produce and turn. Um, where with a lot of home growers, like yourself, you know, you, you want to get full potential of your space in your plant. So you tend to treat the plant a little bit differently than let's say we do, even though we fucking love every single plant right. that we fucking Yeah, I can have, tell you by know? your operation, there's no like neglect happening mm-hmm. anywhere there. Mm-mm. And if it does happen, it's because we were busy over here doing something. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's just a lot of work, you know, especially for three hands. And we're fixing to lose one of our good hands. He's moving back to Arizona. So it's just going to be me and a 70-year-old man, which is fine because we've got it rigged up now where it's maintenance-free pretty much. You know, it's, you know, we got hoses, so we're not carrying five-gallon buckets around. And, you know, it's a a pretty good uh, setup. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of fucking, it's just a lot of work, man. A lot of work. And, but, uh, you know, home, home growers, they, uh, you know, they're only dealing with majority of them, what they can fit in a tent. You know what yeah, I mean? And usually most people I know don't even grow like the legal limit is like six in each state. So you're going to have six, uh, six veg and six flower. 
And most people I know grow three or four. Like they just grow three or four at once and they grow them from seed or I'm sorry, from clone to completely finish. And then they try to get another grow to take place before they smoke all that. And I'm like, you better be producing like fucking 10 ounces of plant. Like, well, you know, really, you, yeah, you know, you're going to get less if you do it faster. But potentially, depending on the strain and everyone's going to have their own opinion about this. For sure. But you can veg a plant from when it's about this tall for a month and then put it in flower, mm -hmm. you know, and and that'll be a short little yeah, little plan and, and you'll be lucky to get two ounces off of it you know what i mean um around two ounces yeah you well know? I'm, I'm growing one from clone right now that i picked up uh i picked up a clone at a dispensary and it's just i love forbidden fruit and i can't find seeds so uh you gotta do what you gotta do um, like i like seeds better but um if you want to deal with all of that bitcoin bullshit and mm -hmm. all that you know there's no, I know yeah. some companies but I, I found one and it was like either bitcoin or a bank transfer and I was like, I don't want to fucking do a bank transfer. And they're like, if you do a bank transfer, we give you a hundred free seeds. I was like, ah, oh, that doesn't sound bad. But yeah. it was like with an order over this. It was all this crazy shit. Yeah. So what I've been doing is when there's a strain I want that I can't get a seed for, <clears throat> I'll go pick up a clone and then I'll try to grow. Like the clone I got was already pretty good size. It was like maybe 10, 12 inches. Um, and it already had two leading stems. Like, I don't know if it like they topped one and then took a big ass clone or what, but oh, it was, it was yeah. a pretty good Dude, you can take a, you know, if you have one arm, you know, if you can uh, imagine a, a weed stem, it would have uh, two leaves, and then on those two leaves would be growth spots. Yeah. And then it would have two leaves and those, two, you know, and so yeah. on and so far. At every single one of those nodes is what they're called, mm -hmm. a node. At every node, you can have a clone. Yeah, so they and, took they took one of those big good ones. That you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, they, and they just cut it several different times. And if it already has the bud spot growing out, mm -hmm. that's two tops. Yeah. So you can hit it right there, boom, get roots out of both pieces, you know, and you have two leading stems yeah. off of each one. So and that's that's what I bought. So what I did is I took it home, uh, babied it for a couple of days because like they they care for their clones really well, and it was in great health when I got it. But I just wanted to double check, make sure everything's growing right, watered it for a couple days, went through all the normal stuff. And then I uh, I transferred it into, uh, I think it's a seven-gallon cloth pot, like these big-ass cloth pots that are like that. Yeah. And I put it straight into that. It took the transplant really well. And then I got it, you know, I think two weeks later I topped it. And that motherfucker, like, I've never seen one react to a top this well. Mm -hmm. I topped it, and then it just started fucking growing faster, like, real yeah. fast oh, out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I got this, I mean, uh, I have a picture of it right now. Like, I, I was looking at it earlier today, and I was like, oh, you're so beautiful. <laughs> but it's, like, it's weird looking because it's it's growing. Now, I started low-stress training it, too, and that's what it's doing. Like, that's why now. But <clears throat> this is from yesterday when I moved it. And I know it's not the best picture, but see how it's, like super wide and weird shaped mm -hmm. so i started playing on that on purpose to see what's going to happen and oh, uh shit. i'm sorry oh there you're good go. you're good and i'm like low stress training it so i'm bending it out the ways it's already going mm -hmm. and it's just every day you you can visibly see a pretty good amount of growth yeah and i'm really excited about this one so it, this is a veg area it's in or uh, a flower? so i moved it to flower uh yesterday okay so oh, yeah so you're about to get your stretch on it's gonna yeah. get it's going to grow 30%, you know, right. from and what it's, it it's is now. And it's short and fat right now. So my theory was if I put it in the veg or in the flower room soon, like it's going to yeah. it's going to stretch out. If you're going to put the the net on it, I'd be putting on it right now. And uh 
and holding it down because she's going to take off. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm using right now is just those, uh, can you, I don't know if you can see the little, uh, what do you call them? Pipe cleaners. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like stretching it out with pipe cleaners a little bit on the sides. Yeah. And I'm getting this weird shape out of it. And then the one you see in the background is actually from the last cycle that I planted. I harvested them like they're, they're cured and everything like weeks ago. But I, I kept this one in veg for as long as I could to keep it not. I mean, it's in a five gallon pot, so right. I don't go too crazy. But it's like up here. Yeah. Yep. And I got it and it's all stretched out all fucking crazy. And it's sister. So this one's fucking awesome. Her sister that was planted the same day is a giant bag of shit, and I'm treating them the same. Yeah. And that goes back to your thing. I'm like, what? What did I do wrong? <laughs> I did all the same things. They're getting watered on the same cycle. The only difference is, I, like, I don't measure the water. I just see what I think they need. So I water with, with the cloth pots. It's not like water tilt runoff. I just kind of water until I can see the edges get wet, and then I'll back off. And then the next day, if they're dry again and light, then I'll water them again. And if not, I'll wait three or four days. And I don't have an actual schedule. I just kind of check on them. Yeah. But you can do that when you have fucking well, 10 well, plants or less. <laughs> right. Well, I've learned, you know, and it, it's everybody has their own way to doing it. You know what I mean? And there's guys out there that can grow really good weed that do things their own way. And, you know, in my experience, the we water just about every day. Really? And But we don't fucking put the water to it every day right you know what i mean we just give it a little bit of water well that's usually day, how it know? goes for me in veg <clears throat> until they're i don't know probably i'm gonna go by height more than age like maybe like six to ten inches tall they start like not sucking up all the water i give them and i start watering different but also i listen to a podcast about growing it's uh, called shaping fire have you heard of that one Mm-mm. it's good as fuck so this guy was interviewing this dude that's, uh, he has a grow that he runs by himself, kind of how you're doing it. Like he might have like a helper or two, but it's pretty small and it's his livelihood. Like he, it's one giant grow that he manages by himself and he has kids that kind of help and he has his friend kind of help. But he was like, I like to go snowboarding for three days at a time. So <laughs> I try to get that. <laughs> I love the way he yeah. just like explained, like, that's the only reason he does this. Mm-hmm. And he told me about bottom, or well, he told the podcast, not me, about bottom watering, or I think he called it bottom feeding or something. He gets a tray, and he puts a smart pot in the tray, and then fills the tray up with water. Yeah. And lets them Take otherwise be dry, want. and they suck it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's yeah. fucking, because when I go out of town, I have my buddy Jason that works here. He... he He'll Takes go by and take care of everything. And then when we went out of town once together, I had my mother-in-law do it. And it's like, as long as you get them to a stage where they're not, I mean. Where you don't need to tend to them. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, it's like, don't, don't be like, hey, can you defan these for me while I'm out of town? Just, right. Yeah. No, you, know? you just defan them and then feed them and then let them get, just all you got to do is put water to them. You yeah. Know? And that's kind of, you know, yeah, we just put water to them and we put, we feed a lot of compost tea. It's all yeah. natural. You know, we do living soil like i was saying yeah. so it's all organic um no added nutrients it's all it's pretty awesome and we actually have worm beds on our location so we get all of our earthworm fertilizer straight from the sauce you know oh that's, that's cool pretty awesome that was yeah. one thing that the old man was into you know he brought to the table was he had uh worm dirt yeah and so it's well, just pretty much a deep freezer um with fucking dirt in it and a bunch of about 4,000 earthworms and uh and they just kind of it's like a little farm they just reproduce on their own i would assume inside of there yeah Yeah. and what we'll do is we'll take a lot of our our fan leaves like you were talking about Mm -hmm. and he'll uh, we put them in a bucket and we let them get all dry up and then we 
uh, crunch them, mm-hmm. crumble them all up, dust them all up, and then sprinkle them over the top of the worm bed, and the worms eat it. You know? Oh, so the worms are already stoners yeah. going yeah. in there. You know, the, <laughs> dude, they fucking tear it up, man. That's it's funny. crazy. Well, I that's one thing. My father-in-law, who I'm under the impression has probably smoked weed four times. I don't know. I mean, he might be a super stoner, and like, I don't think he's into weed. <laughs> and my brother-in-law. Uh, who don't get along in a way where it's like, oh, they think the same way. They're not, like, hanging out all the time and, like, their regular father and son relationship. Right. They both ask me every time they're at my house, hey, why why are you wasting all those leaves? And I'm like, well, they're fucking fan leaves. And I put what I do is I put them in a little tub and I let them rot out and then I put them back in my soil. Yeah. And just because I don't want to, it's because I'll defan them and have so many, it's like you can't see the soil in your water and it's all the shit. I'll let some of them fall in there. Yeah, you can leave a few in there, but covering it like that, you're creating mold. You can create mold. Yeah, and And that's, I like everything breathable. That's when somebody told me, I think you told me to use smart pots. I talked to you and then uh, James, who is also a tattoo artist, coincidentally. He grows some great shit in fucking tents for himself and his wife. Uh, I fucking, I was super impressed with how he's doing everything. And then I sent him pictures of micro and he goes, oh my God, that's beautiful. And I was like, dude, it's a fucking tent. I'm just trying to copy you, man. Hey, you know, but, you fall in love with the plant. They're yeah. all beautiful. You know, the only ones I don't find beautiful are ones that are infested with insects. You know, <laughs> even if the plant has some kind of like a mineral deficiency yeah. um, and they start throwing, I think they're cool colors. Yeah. You know, the yellows and the, you know, love, these veins start turning purple and, mm. you know, it just it just is what it is it's pretty and yeah. you know it happens in nature if they yeah. fucking if that shit that they need isn't in the soil right there present then they're gonna turn the same colors you know it's just they're all pretty i yeah. love them i just Me too. <laughs> I, I like it I, you know i i'd like them more in the flower phase than i do mm-hmm. in the veg phase you know well but, i like in the veg phase i like that i can fuck with them and yeah. i don't feel like i don't I don't want to say I don't feel any remorse for a plant, but it's like, it's like if I, if you die, you die, you know, yeah. so it's fun to experiment with them. And in the flower state, I haven't done anything I would call experimental, but I, I have like a little, my last grow, I think I got four grams off this plant. So clearly oh, it wasn't man. a good result, yeah, no, but, no, no, no. but it was a bonsai tree about this big and it was the coolest looking thing you've ever seen. I fucking bent it this way for about a month, <laughs> bent it back this way, bent it. And yeah, it, it was like this yeah. big S curve thing going on. And then it had one good solid fat nug on top nice. and the rest of it was nothing. It was little tiny baby ones. And yeah. it was, I mean, I haven't smoked it yet. It's like, like it's I said, I just hanging? finished Huh? Oh, it's still hanging. No, no, no. It's uh, it's in a jar now. It's like oh. in the, and that was another thing I was gonna. I wrote it down somewhere on here. As far as uh, curing goes, like I've seen a lot of people. I'm gonna call it wasting their space. They'll grow, and then hang it in their tent because they don't have anywhere else to put it, and then they have to take two weeks off for the hang, yeah. <laughs> before they can grow again. Right. And then like I'm already, uh, the only reason, the only space I have is when I clean it. When I'm moving from veg to flower, flower to veg, I clean it. But yeah. I, I take everything out. Uh, when I'm transplanting things, moving things around anyway. But otherwise, I'm not... I have no fucking plans to uh, to leave it vacant for two weeks or three weeks or whatever. We don't either. So do you Do you guys have like a big cure room too? We have or? a separate area where we cure. Okay, know? and then you hang them upside down mm-hmm. for... Is two weeks standard? No, it's okay. usually depending... You know, we tried to keep it anywhere between... 65 and 70 degrees in there mm-hmm. and usually uh 40 to 50 percent humidity you know and so uh i feel like you know with oklahoma's fluctuation in weather where it's 
you know, 100% humidity outside for two days and then down to 30% humidity, that affects your inside too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so <clears throat> uh, just that fluctuation, I would guess five to 10 days, you know, depending on okay. how the weather so, is. So yeah, that's less than two weeks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what I did with mine is uh, the first time we were actually, I harvested right before we went on a trip. Mm-hmm. And that worked perfect. So I put it in my wife's massage room, and it smelled so good when we got back. <laughs> I she, bet it did. She was cool oh, yeah. with it. But uh, I put them in there and I hung them on, like I made like a little closing, like a clothesline, basically. Yeah. And those turned out pretty good. I sucked at trimming, and my buddy Jason helped me. The same guy I told you, he helps me trim. And his all looked pretty good, and mine all had. A, I was just afraid to cut too much, so mine all had a little bit of leaf on them. Okay, so um, so check this out. I have two people that I grow with that, you know, they're very educated smokers, you mm-hmm. know, and so the flower doesn't have to be super one hundred percent pretty. You know what I mean? Yeah. All trimmed up nice and that they like it when it has leaf and stuff on it. Some folks do and some folks don't. Okay. So, so it's it, not that. If, I mean, I don't mind. You know, yeah. If, but if you're trying to create quality top shelf flower, mm. then no, top shelf flower don't have that shit. Right. My, you know? I'm trying to create some shit that will make me feel good and make my friends happy and I can give it away as a gift. Like, that's all I'm trying to do. So, so I'm not doing it for a living. So whatever but, it looks like. I just wish I knew, like, okay, uh, man, I can't say because he's real. I was going to say, one of my friends that's real cool, he doesn't tell anybody he smokes weed. Uh, his kids don't know. He goes to church and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, like, going to out him on accident. Damn, I caught that one. Uh, anyway, I gave him some, and I gave him a pretty big jar of it. And I was like, yeah, let me know what you think. And also, what's in the jar? You still got to burp that every now and then because it, it was, like, still a little fresh. Wet, yeah. And... Uh, so I gave him like a bag from my last harvest and a jar from this one. And I was like, just take the bag out and open it twice a day. And do you like use Bovita like, bags? Uh, is that the little the, brown those, packet? The, yeah. Little squares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, those. yeah. yeah those so I put two of them in the big tall jars and yeah. one of them in the little jar. I didn't read the instructions. I just throw them. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, what I'm doing, and that's why I was going to ask, what like, percentage do you get them at? 50, 52%, 56%. I couldn't tell um, you. When you're looking at them, they have a percentage on them when you're buying them. I mean, 52 sounds right, like yeah. it's a, but yeah, that might be because there's 52 cards in a deck, so uh, I don't know. 52%, it'll say on it in blue, I believe, in one of the corners. Uh, 52%, 54%, mm-hmm. somewhere around there is real good for jars. Okay. You know? And, uh, you, you know, you want to keep it around there and... You could probably burp them like once a day. Turkey bags are really good too because that gives them a nice cure. So if you want to leave them in jars for a couple weeks and then dump them all into a like a, a turkey bag yeah. and and tie it off and keep them sacks in there, turkey bags cure that butt off. Okay, I've never heard good. that. Yeah, see, I like those little tricks like that because a yeah. lot of people are like, "This is how you do it." This is and it's like buckets, and, and bags. Like, like, this is how we do it. You know, mm-hmm. it, this isn't how it's done. You know, right? This no, isn't, and it's, it's it, like tattooing. There's yeah, not one it, right yeah, way. This, There's tons of right is, ways and a few wrong ways. Give it a shot. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we started out, and what we were doing was we were taking, you know, we were harvesting. Let's say you take a stem, we would cut off wet trim, all the fan leaves, all the big leaves that were still on the on the plant, mm-hmm. and then hanging it with all the little leaves with all the trichomes and everything on it you know still we wouldn't even cut the tips on those yeah. we just cut all the big leaves off of it yeah that's how i do it yeah. i cut off everything 
that's you know this big like anything over a couple inches yeah. and anything that's right on the bud I wait till trim day and a lot of that falls off too I'll be getting it out and it's just like between the yeah but I uh, I got these like I guess it's probably for like laundry or something but it's a big it's a big spring looking thing it's like a big coil with mesh yeah and the only problem I, I had rack. yeah it was it was so much more efficient for the space Absolutely. and I'm limited on space the only problem I had is half of them that were really soft when they went in kind of had a, a flat side to them yeah you gotta rotate them yeah I didn't mm -hmm. even like I rotated them a little bit at first and I didn't really think Do, about it does yours is it stackable so mm -hmm. like it, it comes apart in sections no 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 it's the, like one big dude I'm telling you like those ones they work yeah but when it goes to cleaning them out fuck they're so they're such a pain in the ass to clean those they yeah. make some my partner has one and you it's for every layer has a clips on the side and comes off of the yeah that's shelf. what i mean so you can just dump it it's so easy to dump like yeah. those ones you have to put your hand in that little hole and yeah this is it's because there's only the holes maybe 12 inches wide and you're yeah. like reaching around and doing all i have shit. the same one yeah. and dude, but when he showed me his i was like oh dude that was so much easier <laughs> we don't even use mine anymore yeah. um but yeah we uh we'll hang them and we got these deals. Well, when we first started, what we would do is after we would let those dry. I mean, they were pretty dry. Mm -hmm. And we would take them and we would cut the buds off into plastic, or not plastic, uh, paper bags. Like a grocery bag. Like a grocery bag. Yeah. A brown bag? Yep. Okay. And clip them off into the brown bag and shake them up. Shake them up. Huh. And they them brushing against each other and hitting the bag inside of there would knock all of the majority yeah, of the, that makes those sense. leaves off. So if you're looking for that leafy consistency... That was a pretty like that's hip, a cool hippie way to yeah. to do it, dude. You know? I love I love hippie ways to do everything. I think all that like any well, okay. When you said earlier before we started recording, you said who your partner was, and you just said it was like you were describing it as some old guy that oh yeah, seven, grew really seven good. seventy year old man yeah, a retired oil field guy. He pushed tools in the oil field yeah. for thirty five years. For, and I'm not gonna mention any names, or nothing, <laughs> but um, and he's retired now. And uh, he works off of a social security income, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and his wife is in bad health issues and he needs to be at home with her. Like he can't go like I feel bad because we'll go do stuff and he can't go because he has to be at home with her. She's yeah. on oxygen, <clears throat> that kind of deal. And so he needs the extra money and uh, he owns the place outright. It's, you know, has been in his family's name for fucking 60 years. And so the barn that we grow in has been converted into a commercial grow i mean we put twenty five thousand dollars but on the into, outside it looks like a barn huh? but on the outside it looks like a barn yeah. yeah but on the inside it's a it's a clean pretty big facility yeah no i've seen know? a lot of pictures man yeah. i love i like there's there's a handful of instagrams i like to look at and i kind of so when i first got into growing i started following a bunch of people from california and people that like you know it was like too commercial for me it was like damn that's such a perfect setup but i'm not learning shit Right. I like somewhere in the middle. And when you first started, you were somewhere in the middle. Now your shit's getting pretty high tech looking. Yeah, it looks yeah. real nice. <laughs> it's it's a lot of money invested. Yeah. Oh, you I know? can tell. I mean, we've got 10,000 just in lights. Yeah. <clears throat> and so it, just in two rooms, you know, and it's ridiculous. Like, um, but it, it's also the genetics, you know, yeah. we're starting to get, you know, it's funny. You were talking about the Instagram. I was posting. That's how I got with expert seeds is I was posting pictures and tagging them. And they were like, dude, your pictures are so awesome. Like, if we send you seeds, will you grow them for us? Like, Hell yeah, I will. And so. <laughs> like, and, no, yeah. I'm not going to grow free seeds. Oh, man. So they'd send me, they sent me a bunch, man. I've gotten over 200 seeds from Expert Seeds. And the, uh, the ones I'm growing right now are all for 
excuse me, all for n- their new release mm-hmm. of lines that's coming out. This, this stuff hasn't even been, it's just See, being tested. And that's uh, like the, when I had the interview with the seed guy the other day, I was really excited to ask him questions regarding this and it kind of got away from us and like, he told me a bunch of cool shit I really enjoyed listening to and I was like, fuck, I'll figure it out later. But like the, how long it takes, how many generations it takes to go from, I cross this with this and I want to have a solid some seed I can sell. I feel like there's years in that. There is. Like there is. There yeah, is. It seems like it's a years. lot. <laughs> and and it's it's the more you back it up, I guess you would say, the the stronger the genetic is, mm-hmm. you know, and that's it's it's in a, it's a science in itself how they do it yeah. and it's all clones and and males and you know, it, it's uh it's wild how how they do it. Well, and, we were when we were talking about it, I did mention that a podcast the same podcast i was telling you about shaping fire i was listening to it and one of the guests on there was saying and i i was trying to figure out exactly what he was doing because i feel like i kind of misunderstood but they take 20 cuts from every plant before they'll do any experiments with it they mm-hmm. want 20 cuts as backup so that if it turns out to be the perfect plant then they pick the perfect out of those cuts yeah and and then he said from there they'll take they'll pick the perfect one and get 20 cuts off that one and when i told uh his name's hitman he's a seed uh so he owns uh stank boy seeds and with his oklahoma yeah Uh yeah so they just came out to oklahoma a couple months ago and they're already uh one of them's from florida marlboro's from florida and then uh hitman's from california california and they basically they found uh a grower out here that needed somebody to basically do everything and basically an investor right and they got it lined up it sounds like a really good setup too see here's a little crazy theory that me and my old man business mm-hmm. partner talk about that when i was asking you where they were from um that, that if they're coming from california then i'm just gonna assume that their genetics are gonna come from california yes <laughs> yeah he told me where like he didn't say everything about it but most of the genetics that they have are he now travels everywhere that's legal they had uh marlboro marlboro has something going on in uh florida Mm-hmm. And so they've been in Florida a lot. They've been in California a lot. He named a few other states. I want to say uh, Arizona. Arizona's yeah. rec yeah. or at least medical. Yeah, they have medical there. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah I think he said he had a, a seed company that like he has like, so he leaves a trail behind. He's like, okay, that state, yeah. we'll hop on that state, get our shit started. He's got a big brand. Yeah. And I'm assuming all his genetics started there. And then he probably picks up a little along the way in different See, states. From a grower's aspect, you know, I'm more keen to, to buy strains especially with me living in oklahoma from the northern california region mm-hmm. you know just because we kind of line up like yeah altitude wise and i mean the weather know? like everybody talks about california weather but like humboldt is more like oklahoma absolutely than, yeah and that's where and, a lot of this shit comes from so your your those genetics are used to growing in that environment you yeah. know what i mean so they uh they do really well. You that know? makes sense. And, and that's uh, the thing with autos. Maybe that's my problem. Is no, they're meant to grow well, on a fucking hill somewhere uh, and I'm treating them too good. Uh, auto flowers. Yeah, really. They're super temperamental. You can kind of just throw them in soil. Like in my opinion, yeah. um, in soil and just give them water. I'd say put them outside. Cause it yeah. don't matter if it's rains, you know, if it's 14 hours a daylight outside or 16 right. or 18, it, they're just going to flower. They're going right. to do their thing. Um, but they're, you know, genetically modified. So they have, they can be fucked up, you know, they can, they can fuck up. So it's, yeah, they're fucking weird. They're weird. They they're really weird. are. But I'm having fun, but they're so fucking weird. It, you know, I personally like growing from seed, but it yeah. really just depends. Like, 
in your situation, you're in a tent, so you're limited to space. Um, so it might be easier to, for you to grow clones. Yeah. Clones aren't going to get as big as a seed will because they don't have that tap root. Right. Know? And that was, that was another thing about the cloning, the 20 and 20 thing. Like basically he said, every time you cut a plant and then you cut that, you take a clone from the clone and a clone from that clone, you're taking a lot of the good out of it. Absolutely. So for seed breeding though, I feel like maybe they do a thing where they're like, no, we're not trying to find the perfect big plant. We're trying to find the perfect seed. Right. And they chase that. And when they find the perfect seed that makes the perfect flavor, they start planting that and taking clones over and over until they get the right clone. And then they try to cross that or, or harm the, that the, or whatever to get seeds out of it. But I don't know. I'm the, I have no idea my, what goes the on. The way my that. buddy does it is let's say he'll pop he'll pop all of these seeds right here. And these are all reg seeds. Mm. You've heard reg seeds, right? Regs, mm. Regular seeds. Some of them are male. Some of them are yeah. female. Those are going to be your strongest genetics. The feminized seeds that we messed with and the autoflower seeds. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be as badass as regular seeds. Yeah, and that's you know? what that's what Hitman was saying too. Yeah, uh, he said he doesn't do feminized seeds. Mm -hmm. He said you're you're fucking with the genes again. Like you are, his you big are. thing was genetics. He was yeah. like, why would you, why would you take something and take a female and turn it into a male that never happens in nature. Right. There's no fucking what silver oxide or whatever floating around nature. Yeah. It's still cool. Like yeah. that you can do it and know it's a female. And for growers like me, I don't want a fucking male. Yeah. So it's, it makes sense for me to buy feminized seeds, but for commercial growers, it makes sense to just fucking, it's just a way more cost effective yeah. to have, you, you know, don't have to sort them and mother plants, Yeah. you know, mother plants for clones, but you got to isolate the genetics, you know, and the same thing works for, for breeding, at least as far as I know, um, you know, you would take your 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 six seeds here, or you know, you take your clones, and you instantly put them in the flower. Yeah. And you watch them, and whichever one is the best, the frostiest, the prettiest. This one's bud structure is what you're looking for. You know, if this one here has nice, you know, weight and whatever, okay, that's the one you want. So you'll take your male pollen and you'll pollinate that right that flower. And then she'll grow seeds, and then now you have your first generation. And if you if you take your male pollen from, I don't know, let's say you're trying to make a, a strain called blue fucking gorilla. So you got gorilla glue on one side and blue dream on the other, and you have, you for sure know you're crossing it, these two strains. You have the male already? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I've seen like the feminized well, seed thing. I always thought was it's like weird because they're spraying part of the plant and putting a bag on it and doing all this shit. Well, everybody's got their own way to yeah. do it, you know. And I'm sure there's ways to do it. You know, I haven't dot do dive yeah, into it no, myself I, yet, so that's why I'm I asked sure you about the, what I should ask him. <laughs> the, the precautions to take, I'm not exactly sure, but it just in theory, you mm. know, um, you would store because you can store the pollen from the male. So if you can get a male plant put him in isolate him you know mm -hmm. put him into flower he'll grow his little balls out you can put your bag over the top of him shake the whole plant all that pollen's going to fall into that bag yeah and then you can extract what you need out of it put it in a ziploc or you know a nice little gram bag yeah. or something you know <laughs> what i mean and put it in the freezer you know label it put it in the freezer now you have that pollen from that genetic let's say that genetic was cinderella 99 you know yeah um you know you have cinderella 99 male genetic and you know it's a male because you flowered it it's strong genetic you you chose it out of out of 10 different seeds you planted that right. male you chose because it was the strongest that you know um you just put it away you do it again with another male plants and you you just gain all these male things and then you can just take that pollen my buddy uses a paintbrush 
and he'll just take I've the seen little, a video of somebody doing that. That's cool as fuck. You turn off all, everything. You turn yeah. off all the fans, and he'll take the paint completely outside. Yeah. He'll take a little paintbrush, and he'll just paint onto the... Onto the <laughs> Sounds the, like some Bob Ross oh, shit. Dude. And he gets his, you know, nugs are flat. And he'll have other areas of the of the plant that get dusted and so yeah. he'll have little unproduced you know little white seeds and mm-hmm. little things all around but he gets a lot of the bud off of it but he'll have one cut that's just completely full of seeds yeah and, and then he'll that's you know your first generation then he does it again and he'll plant he'll plant 10 more and he'll grow them and pick his strongest ones um and then uh throw them into flower and then take that same pollen and dust it again yeah. you know what i'm saying and yeah. so he's backing it up that's a f- second generation at f2 um and then you do it again f3 and f they say f3 is your, yeah. your genetics should be stable enough to do it so three pl- three plant cycles and if you're just doing it you know i would say you vegging it for a month flowering it for a month you know it's flowers for two months and you're you know so you're uh, two years you know, to, to two years, get, you got one strain <laughs> to, to, to have a, a strong genetic, yeah. you know, I would, and that's the, the guy I was telling you about that was, uh, he's from like Humboldt seed company or something that was talking about his system of backing up the genetics just in case something happens in the field. Um, I thought that was interesting just cause if they have a perfect blend and the, and they're in love with it and then they lose it, that's gotta be a huge tragedy. Horrible. So he was talking about backing it up and doing all these different things. And I just kept going in my head, like, holy fuck fuck the longer you go the better your company's gonna be like Mm -hmm. like that's one thing where when people say i've been tattooing for 36 years so i know what the fuck i'm talking about i'm like you're still using a mickey sharps and your hand hurts yeah (laughs) so like i'm not saying it's fine that you do that but that experience did nothing for you yeah like with with a seed company i feel like the years on it kind of same with the alcohol company it always sounds better to say like since 1914 or you know uh, but with a seed company, I almost feel like I should seek out the oldest seed company. Dude, like, in in my personal opinion, we are lucky to even have the genetics that we have access to. Mm-hmm. Because if you go farting around up in Humboldt County or in Colorado or any places like that, it is so hard to get genetics. They won't let them go. Yeah. They, they will, but it's going to cost you. Well, it's people not are cheap, people you know? are selling like there was. Uh, I listened to a lawyer speak about this shit, and people are trying to patent, Dude. like they're Dude. trying to patent the name and trademark the name and patent the cross of this plus this, so you can't ever cross this one. Like, yeah, it, it's fucking it, crazy. It, it is crazy, and it, you can't do that. I mean, you you can well, try, try all you. They try you real know, hard, <laughs> but you're just trademarking names at that point, right? You know, because it. You can change, you can switch a fucking name up on some weed pretty damn yeah. quick, you know. And that was, and, dude, one of my buddies that he's been selling for a long time, like on now he's not really because there's dispensaries, but um, before it was legal, that's what he did. Yeah. And I was like, what do you do when you get a strain that you have no idea what it is? He's like, I give it a name. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. You give it a cool name. Yeah. You fucking, yeah. That's where half the names you hear in Oklahoma previously come from. People are like, oh, I love White Widow. You probably didn't have White Widow. I don't know what the fuck you had. Yeah. <laughs> it might have had White Widow lookalike. Yeah. Well, the know. thing is, until really recently, until like Weed Maps and, and fucking Leafly and shit, people around here didn't know what to compare Absolutely it to. They could not. Only if you they know, had traveled a and, lot. And what's crazy, too, is you could have taken... You know, you said that this stuff didn't look as good as this stuff here, yeah. right? Um, see, but you could have took this stuff two years ago, and it would have been fucking 
yeah. shit. You yeah. know, because they didn't have that available to them right. on every that street corner. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and it's it's not, dude. It's it's genetics. Yeah. You know, it's the only difference here. I mean Well, and that's one thing I've heard a lot that I really like hearing is like no matter what you do, sometimes you're gonna get a dud and sometimes you're gonna get a fucking monster and on like, the same plant. Yeah. Dude, I yeah. had <laughs> it's crazy. The first time I planted anything from expert seeds, it was I had my first couple rounds were clones. Then I went to seeds because I figured seeds would be harder, more time consuming, whatever. Like, hey, they already got the first part out of the way. Uh, I actually like from seed way better. But the first time I planted them, I had fucking fan leaves. I'm not even fucking playing. My plants were four or five inches tall. Fan leaves like this. Yes, dude. I was yes. like, what the fuck? And it was uh, Skittles glue. Yeah. I think it was Skittles glue. glue. Uh-huh. Gnarly fucking dude, leaves. Dude, I am telling you. Yeah. That is a badass plant. One of my buddies that worked at a grow at the time was sending me pictures. He's like, look how big these fucking leaves are. I was like, dude, these are fucking four weeks. Mm-hmm. And I sent him like, it was like, by the time they were at four weeks, it was like both my hands just... And that's your, in my opinion, genetics. that's your, well, it's oh. the genetics, but it's also your, your, your nutrient that you're feeding. You know, that nutrient that you're feeding, um, for the veg phase, yeah. the babe phase is high, high in nitrients or high, high in, uh, um, nitrogen. You yeah. Know? Um, and so dude, that's, what's giving it, that's, yeah. what's making it just go pow is it's having all that stuff available to it, you know, especially if you think about the root system on it it's so small and mm-hmm. we put we feed we soak that soil up you know and yeah. so it's got so much to eat and it's just well this is this <laughs> is something that you kind of touched on that i really really like i've been experimenting with this and maybe this is why i had good results with this one grow like the best results i had i was not watering anywhere near the stock i would water the outside of the pot and do like little circles to make the roots reach for it. And also so the nutrients aren't all burning. Because I didn't know how much I was kind of... My first grew, grow, I did like half what the bottle recommended. Maybe yeah. three quarters of what the bottle recommended. This one I did like heavy feeding on yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. So with doing heavy feeding but not pouring it right on the fucking roots. Until the roots are big enough to handle that. Yeah. I'm pouring it on the outside and it's reaching for them. And yeah. I think my root structure had something to do with it. Absolutely. Uh, and my six-year-old... That was another thing. You have kids, right? Yeah, I got How, two kids. I got a ten-year-old and a twelve-year-old boy. Okay, cool. Both boys. So, a lot of people, I nobody says it. I think a lot of people think I'm a bad parent because my parents are, or my kids are totally aware of everything I do. Oh, everything. yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, if I was like anything I'm involved in, they know. Yeah. So, I think that's healthy. But um, my son actually was listening to a video I was watching. And we were talking about how to water, and he was saying, like, these did really well because I watered them this way and all this. And um, and my son was like, hey, I never thought about it, but plants, like, they eat light, huh? And I was like, yeah, that's what photosynthesis says. They eat, like, I mean, for a six-year-old, that's fucking bomb. Yeah, so right. So they eat light, and they, they drink water from the dirt, but you don't feed the plant, you feed the roots. And he overheard, you don't feed the plant, you feed the roots on the video. But the way he was explaining it to me, I was like, dude, you're a fucking genius. And I was so proud of him. And I was trying to, yeah, okay, cool. But that's (laughs) the thing, like, I've had... (laughs) He is having fun. (laughs) kids are so lucky. My dog loves big ass leaves. Anytime I have a big leaf, if I give it to my dog, he's so fucking pumped. And yeah, so we recently had an issue with, it wasn't an issue, the babysitter's cool, her brother's a stoner. Uh, I called my dog a stoner in front of my kids because he eats the leaves and then he gets all mellow. It's like, uh-huh. and like it's weird. The fucking leaves will fuck a dog up. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <It's> so <laughs> hey, the leaves will fuck us up. 
if we process it right, my yeah. my old the old man, my business partner, mm-hmm. he fucking takes leaves. Like if we do a big harvest, we'll take leaves, put them in the worm beds. We'll take leaves, we'll throw them in the chicken coop because mm-hmm. the chickens will scratch around at them and pick at them. Chicken shit's stuff. good fertilizer too. It's hot, you know. Good if, if you're gonna use it, you, you're gonna amend it in your soil. You need to put it mm-hmm. in the soil and let the soil cook like in a tarp outside uh-huh. for like six months. Oh, okay. You know, and, and and it will. It'll be real good, but. We have shit nowadays that for growing that you it's instant. You know right. what I'm saying? But, yeah, I mean um, that would be a thing if you want to be super sustainable and like if coronavirus takes half the world out, the might be nice to remember that chicken <laughs> shit is super fucking hot. So it, putting that in your, your weed plant, you're asking for for problems. That's you're asking too much of something that we it doesn't. Yeah. Need, well, I personally know? would never do that because I can go on Amazon and order a gallon of Fox Farms. Yeah. And I'm not. Yeah. I'm not fucking with chicken. Like when my kids found out that there was bat shit in there. Yeah. Like I was making jokes about it. Uh but they would they were totally cool with helping me mix the water until then. Okay, so we make compost tea, right? And yeah. we do it organic. So we use um we have this big ass sack. It's like it's huge, dude. And we'll have this big ass tote like this and we take a scooper, a cup scooper, and um when we're mixing our compost tea, this stuff goes into the sack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and I put in earthworm castings. I put in bat guano, mm-hmm. and then I put in uh, mushroom compost, and then I put in uh, the stuff we've been using called Roots Organic, and uh, it's just a dry amendment. Mm-hmm. And I put in, and I put in six cups of each. So that's kind of gives you an estimate of how big, you know what I mean? It's a big it's, old bag of stinky it, shit, <laughs> dude. It's big, and but we're mixing two hundred gallons of compost right. teas, so we got to have a pretty stout sack there. Well, we, me and my son were digging our hands, mixing it. I poured everything in there, and I was mixing it. And he came in and was like, "I want to help." And so he, <laughs> he dug his hands in there, and we were digging around, and it was all clumps, yeah. you know. And I'm like, "You got to break all them little balls up, you know." And he he's like, "Dad, what is this?" You know. And I'm like, "Oh, it's just compost tea." And I'm just telling him, like, you know, what we're gonna do, and explain it to him. And he is like, "Oh, okay, cool." You know. And he's like, "This is this stuff's weird, you know. There's." There's sticks in here because some of the compost has little sticks yeah. in there. And then uh, we got done, and he, his hands were, like, black, right, yeah. all dusty. And I was like, son, that's bat shit. <laughs> and he was like, what? And he kind of, like, looked at me, and he was like, what? And he, and I go, look. And I grabbed the bag of bat yeah. guano, and I showed him. And he was like, oh. He was, like, <laughs> looking at his hands like like he just touched human poop, you yeah. know. And uh, he... <laughs> He was all grossed out. Like, son, it's fine. Come here, look, touch your face. (laughs) That's amazing. It was awesome. (laughs) That reminds me of all kinds of shit that happens at my house. But with with my kids, the thing was, I wasn't, like, trying to involve them any more than they wanted to be involved. Like, I'm not trying to be like, hey, come be my slave or whatever. But, like, when my daughter came out there and she was like, hey, what are you doing? I was was like, well, I, like, I, I was just checking on the plants and talking to them and pulling leaves off of them. And she goes... You could talk to them. And I was like, yeah, they're all girls. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, this one's pretty. And she's like, hey, pretty girl. And she's petting it and shit. She's at the time barely three. Oh, yeah. And it was it was super cute. And the thing was, I was like, okay, the only reason to hide it from your kids, like here's a list of things I think people, why people think it's a bad idea to, for your kids to know you smoke weed or whatever. Your kids will start at an earlier age, which I disagree with because I've known everybody that drinks or whatever. But also, if the if it's weed and it keeps them from drinking alcohol, fucking great. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope they don't hear that because I don't want to be like, I'm 11, it's time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. But, but, it, it, but I mean, if, if it's like most people drink and smoke weed by the time they're 16 and they don't do it on a regular basis, but it's like, 
I wanted to do everything that would make my parents happy when I was around them. And then the things I actually legitimately desired, like tattooing, were very anti my family. Yeah. And I think there's something natural in us that resists everything. So if my kids know I'm into weed and they know I'm growing it, I think if anything, it's going to fucking turn them into not stoners, but which would be unfortunate too. (laughs) At at that age, you know, kids don't have fucking money, so they're not smoking this shit. You know what I'm saying? They're smoking fucking those $80 ounces that you're buying at the dispensary. It's garbage weed. You know, it's still potent. Not saying that it ain't potent. It's just, you know, they don't have the money. You know, my mom used to tell me all the time when I was a kid, you better not be doing coke and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mom, I don't even have fucking $20. Like, yeah, right. How the fuck am I going to go do some fucking coke? You know and what I mean? nobody's like, ever offered us no, free drugs nobody, like people yeah, think. Yeah, <laughs> no, like that's not like how it fucking goes. We don't have that one rich friend that has right. just coke falling out of his pockets, you know. But it's just... You know, it, and that's the same way with kids, you know, yeah. even it, the same thing's going to happen, but you just got to educate them. And, and, and that's the thing, like my kids, my, my daughter doesn't like that, that me and my wife both smoke weed. She's not a fan of it. She's like, and it makes sense that she doesn't like the smell, but she also doesn't like that my brother drinks beer. And I'm like, okay, here's the thing. They're adults. We're all, I'm an adult. He's an adult. My dad did a bunch of stuff I didn't like. Now I look back and I'm like, who fucking cared? And it wasn't, my dad's never drank that I'm aware of or smoked or anything. But like anything I didn't approve of as his kid in hindsight was the dumbest fucking thing for me to give a fuck about. And the thing is like being around the kids, I never got to my stoner story, shit. Uh, Being around the kids talking about it and then knowing what it is and all that. And that it's like, it's technically a psychoactive substance. But like I explained to him, caffeine's a drug. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and cannabis is a drug and alcohol is a drug. And then there's other drugs we're not going to talk about until you hear the name of it and you ask me what it is. Those are the real <laughs> drugs. Anything I just named in moderation, probably not going to hurt you. Yeah. If I had to pick one that's actually going to hurt you, caffeine's going to hurt you before cannabis. Yeah. And when my daughter heard that, she's like, well, there's not caffeine in anything I do though. And I was like, uh, Dr. Pepper, you like Dr. Pepper as caffeine. And I'm not saying I'm letting you do drugs. I'm saying the word drugs is stupid. Yeah. So what we can do is say this one helps with this. Look at the positive of the negatives, negative for weed. Some people that are already lazy, get lazier. Um, positives for weed such a long list we don't have time because we got to get out of here in about 20 minutes because there's a curfew so <laughs> damn but uh yeah we can do another one man they they uh they they seriously they enforce the 11 o'clock curfew apparently like i haven't heard of anybody getting busted yet but they said it's a 700 dollars fine so i want you out of city limits by 11 because i don't want to wow i don't want that on me <laughs> wow yeah all for the covid but the <clears throat> the thing i was saying about my dog earlier i called my dog a stoner and uh, and one of my kids said, what's a stoner? And I was like, oh, it's just anybody that smokes weed. And they were like, oh, okay. So are you a stoner? I was like, definitely. Uh, is, is mommy a stoner? Definitely. Uh, and they named some other people and I was like, name all your favorite people. <laughs> yes, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Dude, everybody you like, Definitely. everybody you like, uh-huh. except You're Sarah. like, no, 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 no. That person's a pothead. Okay? Yeah. That's a different, that's a different. See, he just doesn't work and just sits on the couch <laughs> all day. Totally that's different. a pothead. Okay? Stoner's productive. Stoner's a productive. That's the, that's, there's <laughs> but, a barrier. There's an insult there. Like, yeah. I guess you could say the pothead would be the derogatory term for a stoner. Yeah. No, it's no. like, <laughs> like Instead of, instead of tattoo artist or tattooer, it's scratcher. like scratcher. That's yeah. scratcher. It's like, it's still, you're doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing. Yep. You're just doing it different and yep. not as well. Yeah. But we were talking about different people and I was like, name the nicest people you know. And like Sarah and Megan were on the list and they don't smoke. Um, Megan, we're working on her. 
peer pressure a little little at a time we'll, we'll wear it down mm-hmm. but uh, get her drunk that's the thing she doesn't mind drinking and i was like what's the difference yeah well when you get her drunk and then their <laughs> their inhibitions change a little bit i like, remember I, get... I think when i get drunk i want to smoke i crave yeah. to smoke you right know, which is like the worst fucking thing depending on how it's drunk you weird. are when you yeah smoke, you i've know? heard of a lot I, I don't drink i know a lot of people that drink and smoke mm. and they say the weed doesn't do anything and i'm like no that's because you're drunk it's a different thing no you know, whatever you, it does you, it's not good if you're dr- if you're drunk and then you smoke weed you're gonna get the spins Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's it's just hands down. It don't matter if it's whiskey, if it's coke, and I mean I understand that some people are different, but nine, mm. seven out of ten, you know, yeah. that's the effect, you know. And you, I'm sure you've heard of the spinning term, yeah. you know, and weed will do that to you like fucking crazy. I never thought about that, <laughs> but you could, but you could smoke weed and then drink and you'll be fine. You, you know what I mean? Start with the weed. Yeah, that's... you start with the weed first, and then and then drink, and then huh. you're you're good. But if you smoke anymore after you're buzzed, yeah. Fuck, well, the done. the thing is, like, actually, I don't like. Okay, as a person that went a really long time without smoking weed, I was like twenty seven when I started. I think I I still never drank, so I I kind of like it when people are like, "No, I don't want to do that." But with Megan, I was like, "All right, so you drink though? So like, drink like we can agree, alcohol is more of a drug." Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody oh, that's ever smoked yeah. weed will agree with you. I think. Yeah. And. So I don't really want her to, I know if, if she wouldn't enjoy it or if I think it would be a bad thing, I think it's something in her is afraid it would be a bad thing. And I'm like, no, I think she would like it as much as I do. And I think it would help her. Right. Like, and she doesn't, she doesn't have like bad anxiety or she's always happy anyway. She's giggly anyway. She doesn't really need it. Yeah. I just was like creativity wise or whatever. But that being said, I kind of like having a couple people that work for me that don't smoke weed. <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> but, um, Anyway, the list of people uh, had Rando on it, which is like one of my favorite people of all time. He's probably been brought up on this podcast as the nicest person ever like 35 fucking times. <laughs> uh, he's super, super sweetheart of a guy. But my kids were like, is Rando a stoner? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, that's why he's funny, isn't it? I was like, probably. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so the word stoner started getting thrown around like fucking, you know when kids learn a word? Oh, yeah. So it got thrown around a little too much at my house. And then like... My daughter that thinks that smoking weed's bad, uh, every now and then I'll be like, what were you doing in the garage, stoner? And I was just joking. And I had to stop doing it because my son was calling her stoner. I was like, you can't call oh, your sisters. Yeah. I was just joking. Yeah. I did it like eight times. <laughs> thought it was funny. Sorry, guys. And, and my son starts calling everybody stoner. And he, he doesn't even remember what we're talking about. He just, he's like an actual stoner, I guess. His brain works like he like forgets <laughs> random shit. So he's just, he doesn't even know what the word means by this point. And he's calling people stoner. And we get a babysitter that's like 15 so we can have a date night. This is really recent. This is during the COVID thing. We went to fucking Texas Roadhouse, got to go and eat it here. That's our date night. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was actually really fun. It's like one of my favorite dates we've had in a while. Yeah. We've but, been back roading me and my wife. Yeah. Bringing it back to high school, right? Yeah. yeah trying yeah. to. And we just recently bought a trailer house down at Lake Texoma. Oh, that's cool. And so we've been trying to go down there. We've, that's where you, you said something about you were going to the lake or going fishing or something yeah, the other day. Yeah, we, we bought a house down there. And so we've been going down there and yeah. trying to live in it, you know. Right. So, kind of. Kind of. If you need anybody to help you out with that, I got you. I'll, oh, I'll go yeah, live in it for yeah, you I'm a little bit. You, once we get down there, we'll be all set up and more than welcome to come down and bring the Lake Texoma is... Just north of Dallas on 35. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I think I have a client that lives out there. I know he's got a house on the lake. Medill. Um, Medill is our closest town. 
Oh, I was like, I don't know, because he said it's real close to Wichita Falls. So, uh, uh, no, no, Wichita Falls is, yeah, no, I don't know. Wichita oh. Falls is this way. We would be more over by Ardmore. Oh, okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, I get all the lakes confused. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But the point is, teenage fucking babysitter <laughs> uh, had to fix a problem where my son called my youngest daughter a stoner, and she started crying. Just because he, she knew that's not a nice thing to call somebody oh. or in her head. And the babysitter got it all taken care of. We come home. We didn't hear anything about it until a few days later. And my son was like, why does Mila get mad about everything? Like, she got mad because I called her a stoner. And I was like, uh, because it sounds like you're calling her a name that's not Mila. And, and then she said, like, they were telling us the story about how the babysitter had to deal with this shit. And I was like. Can you text the babysitter real quick? <laughs> and we figured out <laughs> this girl just handled it. Yeah. She was like, not a problem. Okay, cool. And then I was like, okay, so nobody's allowed to call anybody a stoner except I can call the dog a stoner still. Is that a good deal for you guys? And they were like, okay, deal. <laughs> Two days later, because I'm a stoner, I forgot that. And I called somebody else. I was, I think I called my wife a stoner. And then I was like, where's you, stoner pants or something? <laughs> and my, my daughter was like, um, excuse me, are we allowed to say that again? <laughs> and it's like, I fucking forget the rules I make and shit. So they get away with some shit. But, um... Because we have kind of a limited amount of time now, I'm going to go through some of these okay, things. All right, um, yeah. What do you think about the stock market? How do you feel about the whole, like not like during COVID-19 or whatever. I, you seem to kind of think like me and I put some money in the stock market once and I'm like weird about the risk. Like, yeah, have you ever invested just, in anything? It, yeah, I've invested, well, not into anything in the stock market right. like that just because I haven't had the money to do that with. I think it's just kind of one of those things where if you've got the money to do it and you need to kind of, uh, you know, m- financially move some money around here and there, stock market would be a great place to do it. Right. You know? um, and it's just... It's an investment, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's just money that it, you don't have to... It's not like investing in a tattoo shop where you would have to go in and put your blood, sweat, and tears into right. it as well as your money. You just put your money into yeah. it and just let it fucking roll. And you if know? you get the right one, it's like yeah, having a tattoo it's, shop. It's, it's, a, it's a gamble. <laughs> right. It's an investment. And it, like yeah. I said, if you, you know, if you lose money in it, you, know, you can always benefit from that elsewhere right. in your business. You, know, you can finagle paper. I mean, I guess that's not a good thing to talk no. about. No, that's podcast, legal though. No, that's like if, so. You know, if you take a if you take a loss gambling or in stocks, mm-hmm. it comes off your fucking taxes. Like right. So capital gains tax kind of works in reverse in that way. And I'm sure somebody is going to hear this and be like, "That's not how it works." I'm like, eh, "It's close enough." It, you know. And yeah. And and that's just that. That's my theory. Yeah. Anyway. No, you I know just what I, mean? I just like asking people questions like that because I it kind of gets into how you think and. I used to really like it because it's very interesting and it's like, oh, I can put $500 here and it might turn into $600 over the next year. It's nothing crazy big, no high risk stuff. And then because I'm a big like high risk, high reward kind of mindset, mm-hmm. I started fucking around with penny stocks and I was making, I made over a hundred dollars in one day off of like, <clears throat> I want to say $20. Like I profited over and I was just playing. I was just pushing buttons. Like, ah, awesome. that's a cheap, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, uh, because of that, I was like, dude, if it can fluctuate that much up, Mm-hmm. holy fuck it can go down and then that actually led to me taking my money out of the stock market and i didn't have much in there it wasn't like i had fucking 20 grand in there or something it's right. just a little bit because i like the idea of if i ever do find myself in a position where i could invest in rather than putting a shitload of money into another shop 
put it all in the stock market and watch it grow by 14% per year, I'd be fine with that. Right. I'm not in that position right now. Right. But, um, and see, I would feel like you would have to be even more so out of that position, like you would have to be, in my opinion, you'd have to be wealthy yeah. in order to, yeah. because, you know, I don't know, like it's, 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 it's such a gamble. You know what I mean? If you're not, you know, for, for 500 bucks, you know, for somebody to lose in the stock market, messing around ain't shit if you've got 500 million, you know, right. but then those guys are investing 50, 50,000, you know what I mean? In the stock market yeah, and I it's. I think crazy, man. I think everybody, (laughs) everybody that's smart about it, I feel like invest proportionally to how much they have. Mm -hmm. So like if you're, if you have a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account, uh, you invest, invest 5% of that. Or if you have 20 million, also 5%, don't make that percentage go up. Right. But I think people get carried away and it's like, my dad used to be a stockbroker. So I've always like, I was not very interested in it. Kind of like the thing I was saying with my kids and weed, I'm guessing they're like, eh. And then I was like, but I know a little bit now. Yeah. Um, and there's there's some weird shit with that. I feel like half of it, the stuff where you see a lot of success is like a lot of smoke and mirrors. And then sometimes there's shit where I'm like, no, that guy got lucky or that guy actually knew what he was doing. And it, it's just it pretty much that dude had money before. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a lot of those people, they don't put if the stock market was to crash and they were to lose everything in it, they're not going to be hurting at right. all. You know, they've got other revenues. Yeah. And there other... are some people that work out at Goodyear that Goodyear will introduce them to investing mm-hmm. by saying well we will give you a share or whatever we, like they pay them i don't know if it's like a bonus or what but you end up with goodyear stocks and then they learn about the stock market and they see goodyear going up and they start trying to invest and those guys they're making good money but not enough to be throwing it around like that right there's some guys that lost like 15 grand in the last uh, couple weeks i'm sure like, yeah just from the covid thing yeah and, and they're taking it out yeah. I'm like nah, leave that shit. It'll go back up. You know, and, <laughs> just yeah. wait. And, and you know, it's like you know, one of those things too is you're only gonna lose what you put in. Yeah, you're you never can't lose gonna more lose. than five yeah, grand if you only not, put five grand in. Right. You know, you you just gotta play with stay in your lane. Right. Is that what? It's yeah. Called? Stay. stay. <laughs> Which what's funny about that is with a business, you could lose more than you put in. Absolutely. You could definitely lose. Oh, more if so you have anything, if you're worth anything, or you you have could anything. lose a lot Absolutely. more. Yeah. I never mm-hmm. thought about it that way. Yeah. See, and again, I like I like questions like that, like. We're neither one investing in the stock market this month, but I'm just saying just shit like that. Sometimes it gets cool stuff rolling and it gives me some cool ideas. And then also my goal with this podcast is to have absolutely no consistency except for tattoos, weed, guns get brought up a lot because those are things I like, but just different people, different. Yeah, I noticed that. And yeah. my next thing on here, like, so I was going to ask you, I'm trying to go by importance. Okay. Uh, That's good. <laughs> What do you think is going to happen to to grows like you and larger scale grows and everything when weed goes federally legal? Like, do you think that'll help you temporarily and then hurt you in the long run? Or I think it's going to go to product at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you are consistent with good product, you know, and you can package and manage because that's what it's going to be about. It's going to be about your brand at that right. point in time. It's your reputation, your brand, um, your packaging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When it's when it comes recreational. Um, yeah, I mean, federally recreational, like Canada, yeah. like everybody over 21 could just get yeah. weed. Everyone's going to, you know, it's going to fluctuate the market. It's going to lower the value of it. But if you have a good product, you'll always be able to sell right. it. Which that, you know, that's how a lot of shit works, you know, too. Yeah, it, it really is. And that's one thing. I've been looking at all these Instagrams. Like, I like how you do it. And there's uh, one called Sunshine. I think it's Sunshine Grown or Sunshine Growers. or, uh, But it's, uh, I know one of the girls involved in it, she's like 
I mean, she smoked weed, but besides that, before this, I don't think she had much experience or any, and they're doing fucking phenomenal shit. Like, mm-hmm. um, I like their Instagram. I like the way they promote their thing and all that, but I see some people that they put out too much information and like, you can figure out where their grows at and they're not worried about security. And I mean, like figuring out where their grows at within a few blocks and not having a marked building's fine. Um, but like, there's a guy that told me exactly where the fuck his grows at. And I was like, you met me 10 minutes ago. Why are you not nervous about this? And he doesn't do the Instagram thing, but I mean, the Instagram thing applies too. they're like checking in and like taking pictures outside and like doing videos. And I'm like, I can see where your fucking grow is. Yeah. But the point is the guy that told me, he was like, well, I have dogs, so you can't rob me. And I was like, oh, now I want to rob you. I've never wanted to rob anybody until he said I can't <laughs> like, bitch, I'll fucking. But now that I said that, if anybody robs any dispensaries tonight or grows or anything, that wasn't me. I yeah, was joking. It wasn't us. It wasn't <laughs> us. We're quarantined. <laughs> We're being quarantined. And, and in about five and a half feet apart. So <laughs> We're back good. back a little bit. <laughs> Don't freak out. Uh yeah, but yeah, dude, it, security is a is a huge thing. I I don't like bringing, you know, I bring yeah. my friends, you know, people that I've known for a long time out to my grow. I don't fuck around and bring any strangers right. or tell well, them even tell them where it's at. Those guys the other day that were in here, I asked them, uh, and I didn't mean like where's your grow, but they said Medicine Park, which Medicine Park's not a big area, and I was like, I don't fucking know where they could hide one out there. You know what I mean? And then I asked them like off air, hey, where's your grow at? And he's like, is it Medicine Park? And I was like, no, no, I mean, like, Medicine Park's really small. There's, is it up by the winery? He's like, it's in Medicine Park. And I was like, oh, I gotcha. Okay, cool. Like, yeah. and he wasn't being rude at all. He was being like, he was like, that's where it's at. Yeah. I told you where it's at. That's the answer you're getting. And then I took some guesses and I know where it's at now. But like, I, I asked him one, I was just being funny. I was like, if I can tell you, if I can describe exactly what it looks like, will you tell me where it's at? He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, he knows I'm not, like, you right. can tell within, I think, 10 minutes of meeting most people, they're not going to fucking come try to break into your grow. Also, I don't know how much, this is the thing. I think there's a security issue, and I think people would break in. But, like, what would a stupid motherfucker breaking into a grow actually get unless he got it at the right time while you're, like, three-quarters cured on some shit? The, you know, for us, the most devastating thing that they could do would be to take our lights. Oh, yeah. You know, but... But, I mean, I'm saying if somebody breaks they're into a place... They're not thinking about that, you know? Yeah, no, they're, they're I, I going for the think. weed. Yeah, they're yeah, going no, for that's the, what I'm saying. You know, they're going to be trying to haul plants out of there. Um, but, you know, the most devastating blow would be the lights. But, see, they they... They would get the the cannabis industry is so small. That's that, what I was gonna say. <laughs> that if they tried to off the lights, you know, chances are we would find out. Because right. I would just, if something happened, I could just put it out there on my social media, yeah. like, look, I got robbed, and that they took ten of our ROI six eighty lights. You know, so if you guys know anybody and trying to sell know them, what they're selling anyway. No, and so they would be like trying to off these lights, yeah. and. Uh, they would, uh, somebody would, and they'd be trying to offer them to a grower. Yeah, they're and not going to try to sell them to me. Right. They might try to sell me one, and then I go, well, I don't know what you're talking about, but, like, if you want more than $100 for it, I'm not buying a light that I well, don't, hopefully, you know. <laughs> just with the industry standards, you know, that the cannabis guys would be like, you know, yeah, hold on, yeah, I might want them, and then yeah. say, hey, look, I got, somebody's trying to sell me these lights Oh, right they definitely saw your post, or, you know I what I'm like saying? I feel like most, like, I think tattooing <laughs> cannabis align in that way, too. I think, have you ever seen somebody get, like, a suitcase stolen out of a, like, at a convention or something with, like, ten machines? Oh, yeah. And like, a Sestafari, and a fucking, uh, mm-hmm. a Mike Pike, and they're like, all these, there's a bunch of them out there, and you go, how the fuck is anybody to find it? And they go, oh, somebody tried to sell me a Sestafari Mike Pike, and that Jonesy thing that you had that you said your buddy made. 
So when I saw the three together, I knew it was you a year later, mm-hmm. and you still find your machines. So I feel like that would happen with the weed thing. I think, I think if okay, let's say somebody robs a grow and they come to me try to sell lights. Now that we've had this conversation, I would think about it, but I would say, uh, no, I don't know it, anything it about it. It just depends them, but, on the person. Yeah, but I'm saying you, know? you as a grower, you would know what you're looking at, and then you would go, okay, these guys don't know what they have. Clearly, they broke into a place. Yeah, man, um, I needed to do some research. Let me get your name and number real quick, yeah. and then you figure out who they stole them from. Be like, hey, here's a name and number. Tell them to meet you somewhere. You yeah. know, whatever you got to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and get them back. And that's just the the community helping yeah. each other out. Yeah. You know, is 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 really how it goes. Thanks to social media, we can have things like that. You know, I mean, I've seen so many things posted on Facebook that's just stolen last night if you see you know or yeah. and people just share you look down and it's got 279,000 shares you're like what the fuck yeah you know what i'm saying because like, people shit. might try to ship it to their connection in fucking colorado mm-hmm. from here or whatever cuz i mean a lot of the people that are doing shit like that like i don't, i feel like grows aren't really a big target but i just i think it's crazy how people expose their location and what they yeah. have oh, all of it that's stupid it makes me very nervous it's for them very, it's very stupid yeah. very um, stupid so I kind of touched on this earlier, but I wrote down, like, why why does everybody want so many investors on their grow? Mm. And I'm going to throw a guess out there real quick. I think most people want somebody with experience. That person doesn't have to invest money, but that's an investor. And then they want somebody to take the fall. That person doesn't need to be very involved. And then they want actual money. Mm-hmm. Like, But, like, why? Okay, I'm talking about doctors. There's tons of fucking doctors and attorneys. And, and I'm like, why do these motherfuckers not just go to the bank? grab fucking $90,000 because you know they got it mm-hmm. and invest it in the fucking thing with a person that knows what they're doing. It, like, because they they don't got it. You know what I mean? Like you, <laughs> They have access to it. And, right. and just like we were talking about earlier, uh, money markets, stock markets, right, you know, yeah. they have all of their money. Any wise person that makes money, like a doctor, mm-hmm. um, knows how to circulate their money. You know, they've got a little stockpile. Well, and I know. know one motherfucker, I just found out, had a farm. Mm-hmm. He makes well over a million a year. He doesn't put anything in the stock market, but he has some kind of, he has like some kind of accounts that are like, uh, he has enough money that when he puts a savings account and go, no, I want a special savings account. They get like, uh, way more than your, you know, one or 2% interest, still not a ton, like maybe three or four. Yeah. But, uh, that's all he does with his money. He just puts it in there. And then he also has a huge fucking farm. Yeah. And I was talking to him about it when this shit goes down. I was like, he's dude, I'm good. Yeah. I got goats. I got chickens. I got fucking vegetables. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. 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 And the point is, he's like the exception of the rule. You're totally right. Most people, if not all people I've met with any amount of money, have it tied up all kinds of places. And I feel like that's not just to make their money grow, but it's also to keep them from doing dumb shit like putting 100000 cash into and, a dispensary into or whatever. Grow, yeah, you know. Yeah, they, grow or dispensary, really. They want to, and I'm sure if they have the extra money, they will invest, yeah. you know, because they want to see something. It's a green boom. They, yeah. You know, they know that they'll... That it's selling hand over foot right now, and they want to get their foot in the door a yeah. little bit somehow. And, and I would say most of the time, that's that's a good attitude to have. Like if you're just trying to make money, you know, somebody needs an investor. They probably need, they have to invest in something else, right? You know, to, to, so they don't fucking get stuck paying on. You know, like it's just yeah, it's all a big. But we've seen a lot of grows already fail, and it's two years in, so it's just inexperience. Yeah, you know, growing I mean, experience. Also, dispensaries like. Do you have any interest in ever having a dispensary? Or? Looking at the current moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, I wasn't like trying to say anything bad about the idea of just growing, but I feel like eventually, like 
10, 15 years into federal legalization, somebody's going to make you a really big offer on your grow. Be like, hey, we'll take Grady Growers. We'll fucking take this farm. We'll give you $10 million. And that's a lot of money. Give it mm -hmm. away, whatever. Like Philip Morris or some shit. I don't know about the numbers, but I yeah. feel like they'll come in and, and strong arm anybody that doesn't want to pay and otherwise make you, like, give you a good offer. But if you had a dispensary, they would still need to sell their product through you because Philip Morris it doesn't have a cigarette store. They have right. a fucking gas station. Well, they just um, buy up all the product and yeah. drive down the price. Right. You know, and put it to where the little guy can't make it, yeah. just Which, like in any. That happened in California, not exactly. I don't know. Within the last couple of years, like, do you remember when people were talking about how they could get a pound for eight hundred dollars in California, and then within six months of that same time, it was twenty five hundred was cheap. Yeah. Um. Apparently, so many big growers bought little grows out until they could drive the price down to almost nothing, and almost took a loss to do it too. Took over Amazon style, mm -hmm. and then they were like offering people money to buy their grows, and a lot of people held out and folded because they didn't want to give up, and then a lot of people just sold their grows. And that cycle led to super duper low prices. Like you could buy weed for like $3 a gram for a little while, according to some of my friends. I've, I've never bought weed for $3 a gram, but like super cheap. And then six was considered high. Mm -hmm. oh. And just because there's so many big companies taking over these little companies. And I'm just saying if it went federal and it went to stuff like that, your dispensary would still be fine though. Like worst case scenario, you'd still they'd need somewhere to sell it, so See, you'd be good. Well, the way we look at it is we're self sufficient. Yeah, you know, like a lot of these dispensaries are having to spend a lot of their percentage of their profit, their money they make on new product. You know, they're, yeah, and they're, the markup's not as much as I thought it was either. I was looking at the well, numbers. Fuck, like, I mean, I don't know. We sell ours um, to dispensaries from anywhere between four dollars and eighty cents to five dollars and twenty cents mm -hmm. per gram. And that's to the dispensary all the way up. Right. So, um, you know, that ranges anywhere from 2000 to 2500 a pound to, and, to and the that, dispensary. And they're selling it for around 10 a gram or 15 a gram, something like that? No, it's usually top, sell, top shelf stuff. Okay. So it's going from anywhere from 17 to $22 okay. a gram. But with you growing it and how much profit you're getting off the grow, if you skipped having that middleman, that's a huge difference. Right, right. Yeah, that's, like, that's a pretty good markup, but I'm just saying, I know people that are paying. There's one guy in town. I don't know if he's actually getting it, but apparently he's selling, like, that was just what I've been told. 3,500, 3,400 a pound, something like that. Yeah, and I was like, crazy. yeah, I was like, I don't care how good it is. I would rather buy, let's say, well, let's go back down to per gram. I would rather buy five $10 grams that are good than fucking one or two $10 or fucking $30 grams that are great. I would rather a little bit more it's that way I can smoke all day if I want to. Like, I don't know. I don't need the absolute top. But the thing is, I've had what he grows. It's not. I would. The, I would pay. No. I would gladly pay one dollar gram for it. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> it's, it doesn't do. It yeah. looks great. It looks great. It's what I've noticed, really, dude. Is in especially I've I've hit the streets and and tried selling it, going to dispensaries, yeah. and you know, um, I've I've noticed that your bigger, higher end dispensaries, your chain dispensaries, mm -hmm. they'll buy it. But it's never for what you're asking yeah, for. Yeah, they'll lowball you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But they'll fucking buy it. They'll buy two pounds of it right now if you'll sell it for... And it's like, look, I can fucking sell it right now and take a $500 hit, or I can go hit five or six more dispensaries. Right. You know, the, your smaller mom and pop places, they want to buy quarter pounds. You know, they Wait, want... Wait, there's, there's dispensaries buying quarter pounds? Yeah. 
Absolutely. I didn't know that. Oh, absolutely. They'll buy a quarter. I mean, they'll get. They'll usually get more, but they'll right, buy they'll get a like five strains a quarter pound of each or of something. Each, yeah. yeah. Or, or I've had even. I've had them even only buy a quarter pound. Holy shit! You know, and See, it's just. You know, and what's crazy though is because you'll walk into a dispensary and wanting to sell, and you'll look at their shelves and they're plum full. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, you don't. You can't. You're not bringing anything to the table because there's stuff on the shelf that's just as good. as Right. Yours. They have a huge variety. You know? They have plenty so, of stuff. Unless you're lower than that, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Unless you can give it to them lower, they'll buy it and put it on the shelf. You just—it's a—it's a hustle, man. It really is. And <laughs> it's still selling you, weed. <laughs> it, and so having your own dispensary, I won't have to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean. And I can sell all of my byproduct. You know, all of my trim. I can mm-hmm. eventually uh, invest in a processor's license and start yeah. doing pre rolls. I'll start at the bottom. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like I've done this whole thing. That's why I don't have any investors is because that's and that's the scales with investing and building your way up is um if you have somebody invest you can be fully operational yeah you can have right out grow of the, dispensary processing right out of the next gate. month but you're giving 50 percent of your money to somebody else and, and they're not even doing anything and 20 percent of your control they're gonna they're gonna let you have a little more control because it's gonna be a doctor or something that doesn't yeah. give a fuck. But they're gonna still be like, you know what? I really don't like the name Grady Growers. I think we should call it Grady Gardens. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well the GG logo still works, but I really like the name. So yeah, yeah. So you're giving up. Yeah, and I know that that sounds lot. petty, but if I had to do that with my tattoo shops, it would be so weird. Like, I, I named this after the address. <laughs> like we got <laughs> the address is twenty one thirty two, and I was like thirty two tattoo. Problem solved. Don't need a name. But if somebody else told me I had to do that, for some reason, that little bitty rebel in me would be like, I don't think I can do this, man. I got to fold. And like I like I said earlier, I had a person try to get me to go in to where I had a good investment in their business, and it was a tattoo shop, and I just didn't want to do it for a million reasons. But that's one of them. I, I don't want to have somebody else's responsibility. Like, I don't want the responsibility for what you're doing. And I also don't want to have a thing my name's attached to that I can't control. So right. I'm like in the middle. I don't want to have too much or not enough control. Um, but my kids helped me with this list because I lost the original list I had for you that I worked on randomly oh, for a week. So my kids are great. Uh, are you still able to travel with your the whole grow thing? Like you said, you go to the lake or whatever, but like you can't you can't go on a ski trip right now. I couldn't leave. I mean, I could because I have a business partner. Right, who, okay. You know, but I would just make sure that all the heavy work was done, the defoliation, the, mm-hmm. you know, um, we didn't have, I couldn't leave it when shit was going on, right. you know. Um, but yeah, I can. I, I Yeah, I can go uh, to the lake in, you know, a couple days, two or three days, okay. and then usually I'm back. But um, I don't like to go any more than that because I don't want to leave him. Yeah, I know, you know, yeah. on yeah. his own, he's fucking double my age. So, <laughs> yeah, he, I would feel bad too. He works. He, he's a he's a heavy worker. So, well, and that's uh, that's my kids asked for a reason. Like we were eating, and I was like, "Hey, you guys want to help me come up with a list of stuff?" Because usually I don't need these lists, but if I don't have one, things don't go super well. And that is the alarm. It's ten thirty. We got to leave soon. So, but they uh, they helped me out and said like. Hey, does having a grow make it hard to go places? So I worded that a little better, it, but it um, does. I mean, I can't take a week vacation. I couldn't go on a week cruise. I could, but right. it would have to be super planned. You'd and, have to really work the timing out. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like you said, your your friend from Arizona or brother, mm-hmm, my brother-in-law, brother? okay, yeah. brother-in-law. 
So having him there or something, you could work it out for sure. Absolutely. Um, but that was one of the things I was like, man, I like the idea of getting a little more serious about growing, not to the commercial level where it's like a job job, but like I have some land out by Madison Park and I was like, I could probably do like a nice little warehouse and go out there after work for a couple hours a day and probably make something a little bigger work and just go ahead and get the license. And But the, I know myself and mm -hmm. I'll turn that into what you have eventually. Yeah. And I'll put all my, all my fucking time and money into it because I dive into things. And like, even though I really like growing... I don't think it would ever give me the same satisfaction I get out of tattooing. And I feel like I'm in a position where I kind of have to pick one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like I've pushed myself a little too hard the last couple of years. It just depends on what you want to go hard in. You know what I yeah. mean? If you want to go hard in tattooing, if still. you want to go hard in, in tattooing, then you do that and just grow on the side, you know, and grow within your limits. Like if, if I can grow from wall to wall, if, right. you, if you got it, you know, um, and experiment and learn and have fun and, you know, when and it, the more you learn, you know, as a tattoo artist, unless you're super business savvy and you make wise investments and you do all this stuff, you don't have nothing to look forward to when your hands can't tattoo anymore. Right. When your back can't sit up straight anymore for you to tattoo, you know, you ain't got nothing to lean back on a social security unless your business wise is podcast. You know, yeah, you know, <laughs> if it if, goes really it, well. But but I mean, as far yeah. as the day to day income, especially mm. what tattoo artists are used to. Yeah, you know there's no I mean? replacing it. And, and We're used so, to cash, good cash now. And then when I hurt my back, that's when I really had a big wake-up call. And that's the only reason I was ready enough for the COVID thing. Yeah. Like, dude. <clears throat> it's been rough, man. I, I've been fortunate, <coughs> fortunate, fortunate to uh, to be maintaining as long as I am. My wife still works. She works. I'm good. She works at a clothing store, and it's considered essential because they sell work clothes. Oh, okay. So, so uh, she's been working, and that's been helping us out. And like I said, my mom lives with us, and so um, she's been helping us out a whole bunch. My, um, you know, we just bought a home, mm -hmm. uh, and we just closed on it a week ago, and was we're doing a full remodel on it. It's horrible. Like, it, <laughs> it's it, bad timing. It's bad right now. So um, we're doing the full remodel on it, which is good because I can quarantine there. I've been right. there all week. I was there today, all day, yeah. building a a walk-in pantry for my wife, you know? And then and your mom's still at, uh, or your mom, your wife's mom? Sorry, your mother? My mom. My your mom. mom. My your mom. mom's still at your old house where you live. Yeah, and we live so. there too. Okay. It's a rental house. Yeah, but it's you can kind of like, that's the thing you were mentioning her age and, uh, and her health and stuff and mm -hmm. just like, we got to be careful. And the thing with the coronavirus is like, I feel like the only people I'm worried about, like, okay, I'm real close to you. I'm like, man, who have I been around? I've been pretty good. But I've also been doing podcasts with a few people, and I'm just, that's what I'm worried about. It's like, I pass it to you, you pass you know, it to somebody else, whatever. It, it, it's not that. It's just um, respiratory uh, people is who I'm worried about, you know, people who have respiratory issues, high blood pressure, medication, yeah. those kinds of folks. Um, but shit, as long as we keep our hands clean yeah. and, you know what I'm saying, we, we're fine, I, you know. Yeah, we're healthy. We're, I've I've never bought into the hype like I have you know, on this one, dude. Seriously, two weeks before it became a a hype, I had the flu. Did it, it last fourteen days? No, oh, okay. it lasted three days, and uh, it was uh, it was a nasty flu. It wasn't uh, it wasn't a pleasant one, and it was right. pretty long. It was about three days, and uh, and it went away, and then uh, two weeks later, the freaking coronavirus hits. <laughs> you know, craziness, and yeah. so. I'm thankful that my immune system is up and, you know, yeah. I'm you know, tattoo artists. We're clean. 
Yeah. You know, we're, we're, I mean, I germex all the time. I'm constantly spraying maticide. Like yeah. I'm a germaphobe yeah, as I, it is. I know? wash my hands. Actually, like that's the other thing with this virus thing. Washing your hands seems more important than it usually does. But as a tattooer, I wash my hands before I tattoo, every time I take a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I'm done and I wash up to my elbow every one of those times. And then I also find myself every time my gloves are not using fucking hand sanitizer, oh, like all the dude, time to dude, a point that's crazy. I'm in it, with tattooers, it, especially that have been doing it as long as we have. It's subconscious. Yeah. Oh, it's you hard know? not dude, to wash your hands all the time. It's hard for me to do things other than tattoo with gloves on. I know, like you when know, you're like, like using scissors with gloves on, and you're like, oh, now I got to grab this dirt thing, dude, dude. Dude, like, well, I was painting. Oh yeah, and you're like I don't want to cross contaminate. And I had rubber gloves on, and me and my wife were were in the kitchen, and we were talking, and we were smoking a bowl, and I was hitting it with gloves on. I'm like, this is so weird. It feels weird. I'm like, this is just so weird, you know, like holding everything and like drilling, and like it's just subconsciously we've done it for so long. It's just weird feeling to me. You know, I can't get over it. Well, um, because we have to get you out of. No, you're good, man. You're good. But we have to get you out of here in like 25 minutes. So if there's nothing else you want to talk about, I mean, we can talk. Yeah, yeah. we'll go ahead and end it here. Okay. And then can we do another one in a couple weeks? Cool. All right. Thanks, man. For sure.